Hey everyone, husband here. And I'm wife. If you've been listening to us, then you know we're all about reading the Bible and reacting to it on our first read-through. Cuss words, crying, laughing, and more. We're passionate about creating a podcast that takes the sanctity out of the sacred text and simply stating it as we see it. But we can't do it without your help. We're asking for your support to help us keep this podcast going. There are two ways you can donate. Text SACDIS, that's S-A-C-D-I-S, to 53. 555 if you're in the U.S. with a one-time donation. Any amount helps. Or if you'd rather start a sustaining membership, sign up on our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. Membership levels start as low as $2 a month. We are amazed and grateful for our fans that support us now, and you can become one too. With your support, we can keep sacrilegious discourse alive and well for years to come. So please donate today. Text SACDIS to 53555 if you're in the U.S. Or sign up for our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Welcome to Sacrilegious Discourse. I'm husband. And I'm wife. Together we're reading the Bible for the very first time. We grew up without religion and wanted to know what all the fuss was about. Well, what have we learned so far? That God is a dick, and apparently some people believe in talking donkeys? We're not trying to pass ourselves off as experts. Nope, we're just reading the Bible for the first time and giving our first take reaction. If you'd like to join us in this venture, you might consider starting at episode one. Otherwise, jump in wherever you like. All right, let's go read the Bible. Yeah, let's get to it. Husband. Wife. Do you know what we're doing today? Well, we're back to podcasting, yes. at least. Yes, we are. And that that's my fault. Well, I've, both of us. Both of us. But, I mean, the extended break is mine. Yeah. But uh, you have a, what, like, mic multi-fractures in your foot or something? Yeah. Now you got to walk with a boot. I got to walk with a walk-in boot. And I, I, they gave me the boot. I got the sick. And you got the ick. Yeah, so, and yeah. that, you might still even be able to hear it. You probably can. 
but it's a bit nasally gross but uh yeah that was fun so um that being said we're not going to be doing some of the extra episodes that we had talked about doing when we last left off if we do it won't be for a bit right we got to catch up first we got to catch up so we're starting today with uh the new what is it the book of psalms the book of psalms that's right and uh we had to do a little bit of figuring out how we're going to do this even. Yeah. Because yeah. psalms are short as fuck. They are short as fuck. And so we had to decide how we're doing this, how we're playing this. So today y'all get to find out what that's going to look like, I guess. Yeah. yeah. So what are we going over today? Today I'm going to do an introduction and then I'm going to read the first two psalms. And we're going to do a little bit of what did that mean and notes about it. Okay. About each of those two. Got it. Okay. Got it. Okay. Sounds good. Well, right. you ready to get into this? I sure as fuck am. Let's go do it. Okie dokie. Okay. So we are starting the book of Psalms. We sure are. Not S-O-L-M-S, but P-S-A-L-M-S. Yes. Psalms. Psalms. Yeah. And those are praises. The praises? Psalms are praises. Praises. Yeah. Psalms, praises. And the book of Psalms is also referred to as the Psalter. Psalter? Psalter. Psalter? A Psalter that starts with a P. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Why is it referred to as that? I I have no idea. I didn't name it. I'm just telling you the info. It's Psalter. It's a Psalms. Psalter and a Psalms. Psalms are praises, and the book is also a Psalter. Got it. Okay. Yeah. And it's an anthology of Hebrew religious hymns. Hymns? Hymns. 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 Having all kinds of fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. In the Jewish and Western Christian traditions, which those are the two we're kind of reading from. Yeah. There are 150 psalms. Got it. But I thought we would just like split these up. And okay. read three each time, and that would exactly evenly, be, yeah, right, sure. But no, that's not what we're gonna do. It's not what we're gonna do because the book of Psalms, the Psalms, is divided into five sections, five or five books. Huh. So Interesting. The book of Psalms has five books in Psalms. it. Psalms. Psalms. Each ending with a doxology, which is a hymn of praise or a benediction. Not a benediction. Benediction. <laughs> That's getting old this fast. Is good, yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there are several types of psalms, yeah. including hymns or songs of praise, <laughs> communal and individual laments or laments. <laughs> we are confusing the fuck out of everybody right now. Royal psalms, individual thanksgivings, psalms of communal thanksgiving, wisdom, pilgrimage, etc. Okay. Okay. Sure. Many of the psalms contain attributions to the name of King David or Solomon or many other figures. Okay. okay? Yeah. And I didn't list all those because they were people we haven't met yet. But Got it. David Got it. and Solomon, we know Wait, those Wait, we guys. have psalms from people we haven't met yet? Correct. Damn it. Correct. That's going to be a little confusing. It really is. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. David's authorship, however, is not accepted by most modern Bible scholars. Go figure. Go figure. <laughs> right. That's exactly what I said in my little pea brain when I read that. Um, Instead, they attribute authorship to various authors, 
writing between the 9th and 5th centuries BC. Wow, that's a lot later mm-hmm. than, than David. I said I know and, that's right. And, and the others, actually, for that matter. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So the Psalms were written from the time of the Israelite conquest of Canaan or Canaan (laughs) to the post-exilic period. Okay. Okay. All right. And it was probably, the book was probably compiled and edited into its present form during the post-exilic period in the 5th century BCE. And if I understand this right, the Psalms are actually written as songs. Correct. They're not... Yeah, they're like, songs of praise. They're hymns. Yeah. Yes. Right. That's what so, I said. They're oh, hymns. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hymns. Okay, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so book We're not going to do them as songs, though. No, we're not singing, you guys. We tried that a while back, and that did not go well. No, some of y'all told us it was cringe, and you were not wrong. No, you weren't wrong. Yeah. I mean, we, we tried, you know? We tried. You, you got to try different you, things. You can't, at least we can say we tried it. Yeah. I'm not ashamed. Because I mean, I'm a little bit ashamed. I'm not ashamed because I try to do different things, and I went outside my wheelhouse, and it was fun. And I'm, I'm not even going to tell we, anybody where that was because no, I'm not. I either. don't want them to find it. I don't. If they either. haven't heard it, I, I really don't either. But I'm not ashamed that I did it because I like trying new things. Yeah, and sure. Learning from it. It was early on, you know. Yeah, and we we did learn from it. We, we learned sure did. that we should never do that ever again. Never. Yeah, never. yeah. Book one of the Psalms. Consists of Psalms 1 through 41. Is this a thing now? Oh, yes. It is absolutely a thing now. Okay. Psalms it is. Psalms it is. So 1 through 41 does not divide evenly. It sure the fuck doesn't. But if I add this intro, that makes it 42. Okay, which we like the number 42. We do. And it divides evenly. So for today, I'm only reading two Psalms hereafter for the rest of book one of Psalms. I will read Three of them per day. I think we should at least say Psalms one time during every episode. Okay. So that people, way people don't think we're actually Idiots. dumb. Right. I'm just saying, right. you know. I started out saying Psalms. No, that's what I'm saying. Maybe the intro, we could say yeah. Psalms. And then yeah. you can go put Psalms later. So, yeah. Because put Psalms is fun. And if people don't like it, they can put this off. <laughs> so the Septuagint, which don't forget is the Greek yeah. um, version. Sure. Includes a Psalm 151. Oh, yeah. interesting. A Hebrew version of this was found in the Psalms scroll of the Dead Sea Scrolls. Oh. I'm loving me those Dead Sea Scrolls. Right, yeah. Right? Someday. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We'll get there. We'll get there. Some versions of the Bible used in Syriac churches, mainly in the Middle East, include Psalms 152 through 155. Oh, even. shit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So Lots we don't of missing psalms. Yeah, psalms. we don't get to read those psalms. Yeah. They're permissing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there are also the psalms of Solomon, which are a further 18 psalms of Jewish origin, likely written in Hebrew, but surviving only in Greek and Syriac translations. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. These and other indications suggest that the current Western and Christian collection of 150 psalms were selected from a much wider set. Got it. Obviously. Right, right. So the book that we have is just a handful of things that are out there. Yeah. And I don't think it was meant to be the end-all, be-all. Right. But Christians today are like, no, this is it. There's nothing else. And I'm like, I I don't think that's what it said. Yeah. I, I don't think that word means what you think it means. Considering these were written by Jewish folk, 
mm-hmm. after Christianity started. Mm-hmm. It's interesting that it's even in a compilation of the right. Christian Bible. Exactly. Really. Exactly. So I don't know. That's, yeah. that's interesting. It is to me. very interesting. Yeah. So now we get into the Psalms. And are you ready for this? I am ready. Okay. I'm getting over there. You're, you're getting there. Okay. Ready? I'm ready. The first one, Psalm 1. Yeah. Psalm 1, the righteous and the ungodly. Okay. Okay. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers. Not so the wicked. They are like chaff that the wind blows away. Or chaff. I think it's chaff. Sorry. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous but the way of the wicked leads to destruction. Okay, okay, so that sounds like follow God and you're good. And if you're not following God, you're bad. And exactly. you'll be blown away like chaff. That's pretty much exactly straightforward. Yeah. So um, a lot of these are, if they don't have a title attributed to them, which some of them do have a little explanation in front of them. Okay. Which I will note when we get there. Sure. Um. But if they don't, they're often referred to by the first line. So this one, Psalm 1, is called Blessed is the Man. Got it. Okay. Okay. This psalm contrasts the righteous person with the wicked or ungodly person or the sinner, which, I mean, that's pretty much what you said. Yeah. The righteous person is the one who takes care to know the laws of God and so has good judgment and avoids bad company. And the result is the ability to withstand difficult times in life. Supported by God's protection. On the other hand, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm, the wicked person's behavior makes them vulnerable to disaster, which, yeah, yeah, sure. which is the chaff that right. you said. Yeah, yeah. Okay? And it's clearly stated that the wicked and the righteous should not mingle and will not mingle at the judgment. That's why, okay. that's why Christians don't like atheists, I guess. Yeah, they're not supposed to mingle. Right, we don't mingle. It says so in Psalm no, 1. No commingling. No commingling. <laughs> the path the wicked have chosen leads to destruction, and at the judgment they receive the natural consequence of that choice. What is, what is the natural consequence? They go to the bad place. The bad <laughs> Which is whatever we choose to call it on any given day, right, right. depending on the interpretation of the afterlife yeah. that you choose to... Um, get from the Bible. Right. You know? Yeah. Just depends on the day okay. of the week. Well, hopefully the bad place isn't so bad. And you know? The righteous man is compared, and I totally overlooked you. you. Did, I you apologize. Yes. It was a joke because I don't really believe in the bad place. No, know? no. The hells and the. The hells know. and the heavens and the afterlife right. and all, all that, that shit. I don't either. So. But, you know, whatever. Right. The righteous man is compared in verse 3 to a tree planted by a stream which indicates that his harvest is plentiful and whatever he does flourishes because he is with God. Right. Okay. Okay. So that was Psalm 1. Okay. Uh-huh. Now we're going to read Psalm 2. Okay. Psalm 2, the reign of the Lord's anointed. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Why do the nations conspire and the people's plot in vain? 
the kings of the earth rise up and the rulers band together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, Let us break their chains and throw off their shackles. The one enthroned in heaven laughs. The Lord scoffs at them. He rebukes them in his anger and terrifies them in his wrath, saying, I have installed my king on Zion, my holy mountain. Mm. I will proclaim the Lord's decree. He said to me, You are my son. Today I have become your father. Ask me and I will make the nations your inheritance, the ends of the earth your possession. You will break them with a rod of iron. You will dash them to pieces like pottery. Therefore, you kings, be wise. Be warned, you rulers of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear and celebrate his rule with trembling. Kiss his son or he will be angry and your way will lead to your destruction. For his wrath can flare up in a moment. Blessed are all who take refuge in him. Okay. Okay. And see that... I, I never understood why all these uh, outside kings and forces wanted to fight the Israelites all the time. Right. If God was so mighty that they would just be destroyed every single time. Right? It didn't make much sense to me. No. So I I don't get it how he is... He, he If he's as powerful as he seems and he, and he says he is, mm-hmm. then these people wouldn't even bother fighting them. Right. But they do. Right. So I call bullshit. Exactly. That's all. Yeah. Now, you'll notice that this one starts, why do the nations conspire and the people's plot in vain? Right. But in, um, I guess, better translations or whatever, the King James sure. or whatever, it's why do the heathen rage? Oh. And I really like that better. Hmm. Right? Yeah. So that's what Psalm 2 is often titled. Why do the heathen rage? Got it. Which Got is it. not exactly the same as what we read. No, it is not. Psalm 2 does not identify its author with a superscription, um, which that's some of the titles I told you that right, some of them right, have. Yeah. But Acts um, chapter 4, verse 24 through 26 in the New Testament uh-huh. attributes it to David. Okay. Okay. And according to the Talmud, Psalm 2 is a continuation of Psalm 1. Oh. Okay. And there's a 10th century rabbi who noted that Psalm 1 begins with the word happy and the last verse of Psalm 2 ends with the word happy, which joins them thematically. Got it. Okay. okay. I didn't really pay that much attention. So right. Nor did I. Catch me outside. Yeah. <laughs> According to the Talmud and various commentators, this psalm is messianic, referring to the advent of the Jewish Messiah who will be preceded by the wars of Gog and Magog. Gog and Magog. Yep. Okay. Now, the king of Psalm 2 is interpreted not as David, but as the future King Messiah from the Davidic line, who will restore Israel to its former glory and bring world peace. As the Christians would like to say, that's Jesus. Many Christian scholars interpret the subject of the psalm as Jesus Christ and his role as the Messiah. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So that was our intro to Psalms and the first two with notes. Okay. Okay. Um, I think you guys might have picked up on this, but we're not going to be doing um, Q and A's during this book. 
Correct. Because we're kind of doing them as we go along. We figured with the way these are broken up into many different psalms as we're going along, it's not going to make much sense for us to do a Q&A at the end of every week because... It, but then we'll, we'll have, have three times five is like 15 right. psalms to summarize. Yeah, so we're just kind of going to summarize as we go along. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're we're just making it through and, and you know, we're... We gotta do what we gotta do here. So mm-hmm. it's uh, mm-hmm. it's Psalms. Here we go. The Psalms are pa- crazy. Yeah, and we will be back tomorrow with um, Psalm pa- Psalms chapters uh, three, four, and five. Awesome. All right, we'll see you guys then. Yep. Bye. Husband. Wife. Do you know what we're doing today? Uh, yeah, we're doing more psalms. Yeah, I well, I wasn't sure if I should say, do you remember what happened yesterday? Because I mean, this is kind of a different uh, yeah. book and a different way of doing this this bit. I know. So I mean, I, I, we're still getting used to it a little bit. I know. Bit. I wasn't sure uh, how to start this, so. And there was some psalms, you know. There was, there some, was psalms. some psalms. Now there's more psalms. Right. And they were probably not written by David. And they're like hymns and praises and lamentations and yeah so songs or whatever and yeah we don't really know how to properly i don't know that we can really cover what we did yesterday in right. a good wrap-up because it's just we're reading songs they're they're kind of these are the feel-good things for the the religious texts and like oh you know, god is yeah. great oh god is good right there's not really oh, a story thank him not... for the food there's not, there's not really a story to go No, with, there's so not. It's not really easy to sum up. It's like a collection of poetry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So what are we, uh, what are we going to cover today? Um, we are covering Psalms three, four, and five. We are still in book one of five of Psalms. Okay. Okay. All right. And I'm going to do something a little bit different this time in that I'm combining my reading with. Not just the site that I use online, but with an actual physical Bible because... Um, reasons. Reasons. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into this and find out what those reasons are. Okie dokie. All right. All right. This is Psalm 3. And it has one of those titles that I referred to last time. Yeah. A Psalm of David when he fled from his son Absalom. Okay. Okay. Yep. So that's how it starts out. O Lord, how many are my foes? How many rise up against me? Many are saying of me, God will not deliver him. Selah. But you are a shield around me, O Lord. You bestow glory on me and lift up my head. To the Lord I cry aloud, and he answers me from his holy hill. Selah. I lie down and sleep. I wake again, because the Lord sustains me. I will not fear the tens of thousands drawn up against me on every side. Arise, O Lord, deliver me, O my God. Strike all my enemies on the jaw. Break the teeth of the wicked. From the Lord comes deliverance. May your blessing be on your people. Selah. All right, what's up with Sila? Right, so that's why I wanted to read it from the book because um, 
the interpretation that we're reading online makes it easier to read, yeah. but it's missing those terms which are important. Interesting. Okay. And I'll get to those in a moment. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So Psalm 3 starts out, Lord, how they are in- increased, incensed, <laughs> increased. Oh, Lord, how are they increased that trouble me? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Although that's not exactly the interpretation that we get here right. either. So yeah. um, you see, I'm, I'm reading from three different interpretations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And so we've got three different ways of how this started. Sure. Okay. So this psalm is a personal thanksgiving to God who answered the prayer of an afflicted soul. Mm, and poor David. I'm going to get into those selahs in a minute, okay? Okay. It is attributed to David and relates in particular to the time when he fled from his son Absalom. Okay. As we remember, right? Right, right. Psalm 3 is the first psalm with a title. Remember, it had yeah. that beginning opening line that kind of tells you what's the what? Right. It was a psalm of David when he fled from his son Absalom. So it's got a title. Right. Okay? Yeah. It concerns a specific time of crisis in David's life. David fled Absalom because of a series of events that followed from David being under discipline for his own sins regarding Bathsheba and Uriah the Hittite. And that was all in 2 Samuel. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Kind of vaguely remember all that. Right, right, right. Yeah. In that light, the prayer is a model for looking to God for help. So this one is utilized a lot in churches. Okay. And he's asking for help even in the midst of God's chastisement. So he knows God's pissed at him. And even so, he's asking for help. For help, right. Yeah. And David prays, thy blessing is upon thy people. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's an evening and a morning that are seen as David lays down to sleep and wakes up protected and sustained by providence. So he's like, I'm being punished. Things suck, but thank you for taking care of me. Mm-hmm. Like it's both at the same time. I just want to point out here that um, the thing he's asking for is for God to help him kill his enemies. Right. Murder people. Yes. Okay. Yes. Just, that is correct. I just wanted to make sure that that was clear. Yeah. We're, we're so. tiptoeing around that, but <laughs> right, yes, that is right, correct. Yeah. So Absalom's advisor, Ahithophel, is personified as the mouth whom David asked God to break the teeth of. Mm, Yeah. And in the account, Ahithophel's counsel is frustrated and Ahithophel faces his demise. I barely even remember any of that. Yeah, it doesn't ring a bell right off the top of my head. But, I I, mean... I believe you that it happened. Yeah, sure, sure. (laughs) So David fleeing his son at the start of Psalm 3 is in direct contrast with the whole taking refuge in the sun at the end of Psalm 2. So these are all kind of related to each other. Got it. They are believed to be pieces of a larger whole. Okay. Okay. Which we kind of mentioned last time, but now we're kind of starting to see how they they kind of go together. The patterns of them. Right. This is the first psalm that has the word or instruction, Selah. Yeah. Okay. And the final use of it at the very end indicates that Psalm 3 and Psalm 4 are tied together because we'll see the word Sila used in Psalm 4. Okay. Okay. Yep. Now, I had to look up the fuck is Sila. Right. 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 Obviously. Okay. It's a term that is used 74 times in the Bible. Damn. And it, yeah, that's a lot. Its etymology and precise meaning are unknown. 
Okay. Though there are various interpretations offered. Okay. Yeah. It's probably like a musical mark or instruction because a lot of these were set to music. Sure. So it would have been like stop and listen, stop playing the music for a minute. Got it. So like silence or something. Maybe. Yeah. But also it could have been that it was stop and listen to the music. So it could have been either music stop or it could have been, okay, stop singing and music start. Got it. Got you it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So we're not sure what it what it was. It, we assume it was a pause of some sort. Okay. It can also be interpreted as a form of underlining and preparation for the next paragraph. But I like the idea of the pause better. Yeah. Also, it should not be confused with the Hebrew word sela, S-E-L-A. This is the one we're using is S-E-L-A-H. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because sela without the H means rock. Got it. Like you are my rock, sela. Sure. Um, That's a term I've heard used in churches um, vaguely, like I didn't know what it meant, but now it makes sense. Sure. Okay. So um, that's what sila is. Okay. Yeah. And again, those words and the instruction title at the beginning, those are not in the interpretation I'm reading from online. And that's why I wanted to read it from the actual book. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, the word, I mean, like I'm looking at it right now and the word sila is off to the side, almost like as, mm-hmm. an, as, as an aside to the actual yeah. text itself. So. Yeah, they're not, the words are not actually, also the instruction, you'll notice, I don't know if, if you're looking at it, darling, dear husband, mm-hmm. but it doesn't have a verse number next to it, right. a Psalm of David, but in some Bibles it does. Hmm. So sometimes that instruction is verse one. Sometimes that instruction is included with the first line as verse one. Got it. And other times as it appears in the Bible that I'm holding in my hands. Just it's, like a title. It's just a title or an instruction off right, to itself. Right. Okay. So I just wanted to include all of that, that sometimes we're going to be missing stuff when we read it because we're only reading from one sure. piece. but. I felt like it was a little bit important to get into how it actually looks like on the page. Sure. Yeah. So that's why I pulled out my old Bible. Yeah. Just once again, pointed out he mm-hmm. was asking for his enemies to be, you know, murdered. Yes. Yes. So. Beautiful poetry about please kill him. So David spent more years fleeing Saul as a young man than he spent fleeing his son Absalom. Yeah. And he wrote many psalms that we find later in the book of Psalms regarding situations where he was being pursued by Saul. Yeah, okay. But here is one of the opening songs in the book of Psalms, and it's about the painful experience of fleeing from his own son. Got it, got it. So that's what this one was about. I wonder if there's a psalm about when uh, David was in the cave and he was watching watching him pee. (laughs) That would be That'd funny. Be funny. Yeah. I, I they, should, could, they should totally have a psalm for that. We should write a psalm right? of watching him pee. Yeah. 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 All right. So now we are moving on to Psalm 4. Okay. Okay. And I am going to, again, read from the page instead of the site, uh, website. Yeah. Okay. Got it. 
All right, because this one too has an instruction or a title at the beginning. For the director of music with stringed instruments, a psalm of David. Hmm, okay. okay. Yep. Answer me when I call to you, O my righteous God. Give me relief from my distress. Be merciful to me and hear my prayer. How long, O men, will you turn my glory into shame? How long will you love delusions and seek false gods? Selah. Know that the Lord has set apart the godly for himself. The Lord will hear when I call to him. In your anger, do not sin. When you are on your beds, search your hearts and be silent. Selah. Offer right sacrifices and trust in the Lord. Many are asking, who can show us any good? Let the light of your face shine upon us, O Lord. You have filled my heart with greater joy than when their grain and new wine abound. I will lie down and sleep in peace for you alone, O Lord. Make me dwell in safety. Okay. 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 So, so that's, um, yeah. That's Psalm 4. That's Psalm 4. And, you know, it that one, mm-hmm. it struck me with the beginning of that, that People like to tell God to hear them. Mm-hmm. Like that just kind of goes counter to the way it actually goes. Right. Because you can't demand anything of the dude. Yeah. He does not so like true. that. He he really don't, do he? No. <laughs> so this one starts out, hear me when I call, O God, O God of my righteousness. Right. Yeah. Okay. Which again is a little bit different from um, what we just read. Sure. And this psalm is traditionally attributed to David, but his authorship is not accepted by modern scholars, yada, yada, yada. And it was written hundreds of years later. Right. <laughs> the message in the psalm is that the victories of sinners are only temporary and only repentance can bring true happiness. Mm. The psalm's text is a reflection of David speaking to all sinners while addressing himself to Absalom. The message in the psalm is that the victories of sinners are only temporary and meaningless, and only repentance can bring true happiness. Why? Why? I, I still struggle with why God would allow sinners mm-hmm. to have even temporary victories. Right. It doesn't make any fucking sense. It really doesn't. You know, I mean, it. It's, why? What's the purpose of it What's all? What's the purpose? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess if you have somebody who's not godly going against somebody who is godless maybe you're teaching that person that's not godly a lesson so that they become godly right you could you could maybe pitch it that way i suppose or maybe you're teaching the godless person um to have god maybe sure but it doesn't come across that way in the bible no it really doesn't so i don't i don't believe that i don't believe it it, and i don't get it yeah it it just doesn't it doesn't ring true to the way that the bible is read right at least thus far yeah yeah. Um, I This reminds me, this conversation reminds me, um, I was sitting with my dad a couple days ago, and um, he is like hardcore Christian. Yeah, right. And he was telling me he understands that to somebody who is not saved and who is not into the Bible and all that, that everything in it probably sounds like a bunch of gobbledygook. <laughs> and. I wanted to ask him, but I didn't want his answer because I knew that there was no good answer. Right. I wanted to ask him, if you acknowledge that it sounds like gobbledygook, then how does one 
come to believe in gobbledygook? Well, I can tell you how. Your pastor tells you how. Your your prayer group t- tells you how. Your prayer book tells you how. The memes you read on your group of people that you're friends with on Facebook tell you how. That's how. They don't learn this stuff from the Bible. They're not actually reading the Bible the way we're reading the Bible. Because if you did, you wouldn't believe this shit. Right. It's not believable. Right. I just, I, I didn't understand how he's like, well, I get it and you don't. You know what I mean? Like, how is that supposed to, quote unquote, save my soul or bring me closer to God or help me, you know, figure out my my path? You know, you know I, if I, I could, don't get it. If I could trust that the conversation was going to be a very respectful and two-way conversation mm-hmm. with your dad about religion, I would love to have a conversation with him about what we've learned so far versus what he thinks he knows. Right. You know, I mean, and I'm not trying to criticize what I, what he thinks he knows. I'm genuinely curious how he comes to the conclusions where, you know, certain things in the society are bad and wrong versus what I've read and how I interpret this stuff. Right. You know, it, right. It, I would love to have that conversation and find out where we're not hitting here, where we're not, where we're not meshing. Because... But the problem is you would be somebody who has Satan's words in your mouth. Right, right. And he knows better. And that's where the conversation stops. How do you have but a conversation? But the problem is he can't explain why. But he doesn't need to explain because you're a heathen. Right, right. That's you, great. You're not a believer. He no, doesn't I, need to explain And that's anytime you. the conversation devolves into, you know, why you can't take my word on it or our word on it as atheists, it always comes back to you're not a believer. You just don't get it. Right. And it's like that. That's not, that's not a good enough answer. It's not a good enough answer for me. But it's not ever going to, there's never going to be a time when we can agree to disagree, but walk away still respecting the other and saying, well, we just have a difference of opinion. You know what I mean? Yeah. We will agree to disagree, but each think the other is a complete fucking moron at best or, you know, whose soul is going to be burning in an eternal hell at worst. Right, right. Well, I mean, I also, I, I honestly would like to debate his pastor, you know, like the guy that he listens to online, because I don't think they know a lot either. I don't either. I, I really don't have a lot of faith in the people that teach these things to people, because I think they're pitching something that gets them a lot of money, mm-hmm. that makes them a lot of money, and that, yeah. that gets the message that they want put across, and it's a right-wing, you know, nationalist yes. agenda that they've got going on. So. I I will say I totally 100% believe you. I've not checked it out myself. I know you have. Right. But I do know that my parents have experimented with vaguely veiled, thinly veiled racist terms that they never would have dreamed even hinting at in the past. Right. They've become more racist than what I grew up with. And it blows my mind that they don't see it i i don't get it yeah i'm just like how oh we were sitting there today and my dad referred to that little oriental girl so that's that's really how he referred to this person i feel like if you encapsulate this stuff within religion right Mm -hmm. it it takes the edge off for people and makes it okay Mm -hmm. right like this is this is what's happening part of this 
this divide in this country that's happening, in my opinion, is that right-wing media and Christianity in general are mm-hmm. are allowing for these ideas to be okay. Yes, you know? and they're mainstreaming it a little bit at a time, and they're normalizing racism. Definitely, definitely. It's disgusting. It is, and it's affecting families and people just like us. You know, yes. like, I mean, it's affecting us because we have to deal with it with your parents. Yeah. So. I mean, we have a trans child. Meanwhile, my mom is posting anti-trans shit on her Facebook. Yeah. And my kid has to see that. And then we have to go to their house. No, okay, we don't have to go to their house. But if we want to maintain any kind of relationship with my parents, which we do, for better or for worse, we do. If we want to maintain any kind of relationship with them, we have to go to their house and pretend that we don't know that they feel this way. While they pretend that they don't to our face. Right. And we have to know that in their back room, they're thinking these things. Well, and... And again, this doesn't make it better, but to be fair to them, they have respected what we asked them not to do, generally speaking, in front of us when we're there. Generally, but they still don't use our child's pronouns. Sometimes they do. Not as not not enough. Not nearly enough. Not anymore they don't. Well, because now there's a much larger push against trans people. Yeah, yeah. So they do not use our child's... They did for like six months. They kind of vaguely tried now like... They would catch themselves. Right, right. And they honestly seemed like they were making the effort. And I was really proud of them. Yeah. Small victories, you guys. Right. And now they, on purpose, do not try because now they are posting anti-trans stuff. Right. So I've watched just in the last year my parents go from somebody who might eventually come around to, nope, just kidding, just kidding. The right got him. Anti-trans is all the rage now, don't you know? Yeah. It wasn't a year ago as much. Right. But did you hear the, um, there is a travel advisory in Florida. Um, do not come there if you are a person of color, if you belong to the LGBTQ community. Um, I forget. There's There's a couple other things. But basically, if you are not... A straight, white, Christian male, you probably should avoid Florida. Yeah. There's a travel advisory for Florida. I mean, you should probably have the same travel advisory for most of the Bible Belt, but... Yes, but Florida in particular, because their governor is a son of a fucking bitch. Oh, he really is. He really is. Yeah. If anybody deserved a prayer for him to get his teeth knocked in, it's that guy. (laughs) All right. I'm sorry. We got off on a rant. Let's get back to what we were talking about, which was, wait, uh, one, two. This is four. Yes, four. Psalm four. Yeah. Okay. So this was a request to God for deliverance from past distresses. And it's the first psalm with a musical instrument, specifically strings, mentioned in the title. Yeah. And when I read that, that is when I decided, oh, hold on a sec. I did not see that in my right, website. Right, let me check the, the Bible Bible. The Yeah, a physical copy. <laughs> and I was like, I didn't see no fucking strings. Right. So, and I was like, wait, I didn't even see a fucking title. What the hell are you talking about? Right. So these extra lines are missing from the website that I'm using. Okay. So, sorry, I just wanted to repeat that. Sure. 
Um, there's also a sila ending the previous Psalm, Psalm 3. Yeah. And I did mention that, but, you know, the fact that there's another one in this very next Psalm is what kind of makes people wonder if they weren't part together. of a larger right. together. Sure. Yeah. There's no agreement, as I already said, on what sila means. And um, we've already mentioned before that it might mean a pause, a reflection, something to that effect. Sure. Okay. And uh, many see some kind of structure in the layout of the psalm. I did not really fully understand what they were getting at, but something about the repetition of the wording um, makes it come across as some kind of musical in nature or whatever or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I wasn't really following all that because I'm not a wordy, smart person. Sure. All right, Psalm 5. Let us go to Psalm 5. Yeah. Okay, this one starts, For the director of music, for flutes, a psalm for David. Damn. Yeah. Flutes now, huh? Instructions and shit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Get them flutes out. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Give ear to my words, O Lord. Consider my sighing. Listen to my cry for help, my King and my God. For to you I pray. In the morning, O Lord, you hear my voice. In the morning, I lay my requests before you and wait in expectation. You are not a God who takes pleasure in evil. With you, the wicked cannot dwell. The arrogant cannot stand in your presence. You hate all who do wrong. I don't think no, a God I don't should think hate. He cares that much. I don't think it's proper for a God to hate. Yeah, that's anything. that's yeah. That sounds more like a human emotion to right, me. Right. You destroy those who tell lies. But he doesn't he though, doesn't. because he had his own angel guys go out and tell lies. Right. He even had the guys in Job that were lying yeah. about what the, what he would have said. Yeah. And they didn't. He didn't destroy them. They just had to offer a prayer, and they're good. Yeah, I'm so sorry that I'm tearing this psalm apart no, as I'm right. reading yeah, it, but yeah. it's bullshit. Right. Bloodthirsty and deceitful men the Lord abhors. Mm. Sure. But I, by your great mercy, will come into your house. In reverence will I bow down toward your holy temple. Lead me, O Lord, in your righteousness because of my enemies. Make straight your way before me. Okay. Not a word from their mouth can be trusted. Their heart is filled with destruction. Their throat is an open grave. With their tongue they speak deceit. Mm. <laughs> Declare them guilty, O God. Let their intrigues be their downfall. Banish them for their many sins, for they have rebelled against you. <laughs> Go get them. But let all who take refuge in you be glad. Let them ever sing for joy, la la la. Spread your protection over them, that those who love your name may rejoice in you. Mm. For surely, O Lord, you bless the righteous. You surround them with your favor as with a shield. Well, there's a lot of like just, you know, blessing and and good things happening to the righteous people mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and bad things happening to the bad people. Yeah. In these psalms so far. Yeah. It's very like judgy. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, I don't like it. I don't like the Mm-mm. tone. It's not good. No, and no. I, it doesn't it doesn't really fit. It doesn't fit. 
No. Like, God doesn't really give a fuck whether you pray to him or not. It doesn't seem like. like right. And he only gets mad if you fuck up really bad. Right. And, and or, even, or sometimes not at all. Like, or sometimes, sometimes, you know, whatever. fucking you picked up sticks on yeah, the wrong day. Yeah, it just, it, it doesn't, even in David's, in the book of David, like when we were reading about David. Mm-hmm. It, it didn't. There wasn't really a lot of consistency of how his judgments and his, right. his, everything was divvied up, you know? No, how he treated people. Right. I didn't, I don't it know. It was very willy-nilly. Like, I'm in a shitty mood today, and even though it's just sticks and it doesn't fucking matter, you're dead. Right. I mean, that was from earlier. That was back during Moses. But, I mean, even, I don't know, in, during David, it didn't feel like he was talking to God all that much directly. And, yeah. And this feels very... The Psalms feel very personal, like you're you're speaking to God. Like it feels mm-hmm. like you're speaking to God and asking him for personal favors. Yeah. And of course God's gonna grant them because, you know, you're righteous and, and they're wicked. Yeah. And that's that's like the whole tone so far. Of course you will. But it just it doesn't mesh with what we've read really. Right. Well, I mean, that is part of why scholars are able to tell that it wasn't written at the same time. It right. wasn't written by the same authors. The 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 God of the Old Testament thus far has been much more willy-nilly in his uh, judgment, and yeah. his practice of smiting and, and, and giving favors. You yeah, know? yeah. So I, I just don't, I don't truck with this. No. It's too much. It's over the top. It is over the top. This psalm, you may be surprised to learn, is traditionally attributed to David. Uh, yeah. It's a reflection of how the righteous man prays for deliverance, not only for freedom from suffering, but to allow himself to be able to serve God without distraction. Because, mm-hmm. you know, you can't be doing it without distraction. Right, like okay? a naked woman bathing over there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not your fault. Yeah. Your, your dick goes and it just points that way. Right. What, what yeah. you going to do? Right. You know? So the New King James Version entitles this one, A Prayer for Guidance. Mm-hmm. thought that was interesting to know. Okay. Psalm 5 is within the genre of the morning prayer, as the morning was very important in the religions of the ancient Near East. Hmm. The psalm opens as a lament, continues with praise, and requests that God punish evildoers. So it's yeah. a, everything sucks, but you're awesome. Can you punish the bad guys, please? Yeah, I just, I don't, I don't like all the punishment. I think it's all bullshit. Right, right. So, the psalmist, especially the asking for it. Like, you're yeah. asking for somebody to be hurt, and, yeah. and and you're asking your God to hurt somebody. Yeah. That is, that is mean. I, I'm a person who doesn't really, that's not to say if something happened to me personally or someone that I love personally, I wouldn't want the death penalty. But as I view the death penalty, I don't want it to exist. Right. So you're talking to someone who's an atheist, doesn't believe in God, who has more empathy, apparently, than anybody from this fucking religion. Right. For people in general. Right. Now, I have my reasons for that, and I have my reasons that I believe that, but, like, these people are mean-spirited. They're fucking horrible. Yeah, they are. They are. Yeah, I don't get it. I just don't get it. Yeah, I don't either. Because I'm not saying that I'm a person who prays, but... If I were, I'm a person who asks for a asks for the ability to survive better or to endure better the hardships. Yeah. Like I feel like it's even too much to ask for the hardship not to happen. Shit's gonna happen. Sure. Right? Yeah. You're 
you're going to get cancer or not. You're going to get into a car accident or not. Right. 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 Like, I'm not going to ask, can please the universe bend its rays for me and make shit happen or not happen to benefit me. The only thing that I would ask is, please, can I just have the grace to handle things in a decent fashion? Let, Let me not panic in the face of danger. Let me let me be brave to be able to um, help take care of my family if if that need should arise. And Let if that's me... all God was, was seeking guidance on, on how to navigate situations in your life, mm-hmm. I'd be a lot more down with the philosophies maybe right. if it was just seeking guidance on how to handle things. Yeah. And not asking for retribution and things like that. The, you know? And that's that's the thing. This God... Like, you're asking for stuff outside of yourself, and that's selfish. I'm asking for stuff inside of myself. I want to be a better person. Help me be nicer. Help me be kinder. Help me be the best me possible. Like, my prayers, as as such as they may be, Mm -hmm. are not about other people and situations outside of myself. Right. And I think that's the problem. Right, right. That's the problem with this whole fucking religion. Yeah. That I I don't want anything to do with a religion where I'm asking, God, can you please save my child? Can you please get them out of this predicament? Can you please make me not have this miscarriage? Can you please make me not be Well, and they make people think that these things are possible. Yeah. Like, you can affect change somehow through prayer. The power of prayer. And, oh, it's just, it's such a fucking mind screw. No, when I went through a miscarriage... I didn't ask, can this please not have happened? I asked, how can I handle this? How can I ever deal with this? You know, I was asking, please let me have the strength to keep going. Like, how do I live after this when I've already got a child? Let me just be okay. Yeah. Let me not be depressed. You know? Right. That kind of thing. I just... I don't get like saying, hey, kill the son of a bitch over there that cut me off in traffic. Right. You know, that like, wow, that escalated fucking quickly. That feels like where we're going in the society is that we're we're literally asking for people. People are literally asking for God to punish people that they don't like. Yeah. You know, like, and I don't like that that guy asked me to turn down my music. So I'm going to go over and shoot them. I mean, right? it kind of feels that way. Like that's well, no, that actually, I ripped that from the headlines. Yeah, that right, happened. Right. Okay, but that's exactly like, oh well, God would have done it. I just went ahead and did it for him. Yeah, right. You right. know, because killing people, sure, why not? Right. It's in the Bible. We ask God to kill people for us. Why not just go ahead and pick up all those guns and do it my goddamn self? True. Yeah. No, I mean, don't don't do don't that. do don't, that, don't, guys. Don't do that. Yeah. Don't do that. But um. Yeah, so that was uh, Psalms chapters 3, 4, and 5. Sure as fuck was. And uh, and tomorrow we'll be back. Wait, wait what is today? Today is, okay, yeah. Tomorrow we'll be back with... <laughs> Psalms 6, 7, and 8. You okay oh, there? I mean, I'm getting over my sickness, so, you know. What is the day? I, I don't know. What is time? This I is don't t- even know. This is coming out on Tuesday. Okay, so, yes. so then, yeah, okay. All right, we'll see you guys then. Maybe. (laughs) Maybe. Jesus Christ. Bye. Bye. Husband. Wife. I once again will not ask you, do you remember what happened yesterday? Because we're in Psalms. We're in Psalms. Who fucking cares? Because, I mean, not who cares, but, you know, I mean, 
It's 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 all just shit. Individual it's, it's, it's individual no, poems. It's not, it's not shit. shit. Okay, sorry. It's poetic shit. It's- oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> it's just small individual yes, poems. Yes. Yes. Small individual poems. And so there's not really a do you remember like to be continued or sometimes anything like with that. flutes and strings and mm-hmm. and sealess. Oh, yeah, but apparently that's that's not how other people pronounce it. Apparently. Oh. That's one of the things I learned from oh. from somebody. How do they pronounce it? From Fern, actually. Oh, thank you, Fern. <laughs> how how is it pronounced? Um, I, I that's what I need to read. I think it was like Sela or something like that. Oh. I can't remember exactly. So. Well, I am here to tell you that I do not know how to say these words, and I'm just going with what I had heard. But they liked said. that we said Sela, so okay, because that's how they read it the first time. Well, and since you know we're reading it for our first time, yeah, we pronounced it Sela. I like I said I don't know how to pronounce anything. But Sela, Sela, Sela. But I did hear a pastor's wife say Sela. Oh, so I'm not entirely mistaken here. Like, I mean, I heard somebody else saying that way. Right. Like, I, I, I get it. I feel I like it. I'm backpedaling. No, defensive. I'm just, I'm I'm just so saying. Sorry. I, mean, you know, I was just, I was just saying. Sela. Sela. Okay. That's all. I'll probably still say Sela. Okay. Just because. It's what I'm used to, and then I'll right. spend the whole rest of the time being like, wait, what? Wait, what? I just thought what? I'd throw the correction out there real quick. You know? The last That's of all. Sheila. Yeah. What? So anyway, that was, uh, we did yesterday, we did Psalms, mm-hmm. chapters, uh, let's see, that was three through five. Mm-hmm. And today we're going to be reading. Um, chapter, or I'm sorry, Psalms six, seven, and eight. All right, let's go do this. Okie dokie. All right, so we are here doing Psalms 6, 7, and 8. Okay. And just as a reminder, some of these have beginning little instructions or titles to the musical people. Right. Or I don't know what they are. They're just little additions. Yeah, sure. And sometimes they have stuff off to the side that I often mispronounce. Apparently, Sela is Sela. Right. But I refer to it. I mean, if we it, had to count up all the things that we've mispronounced in the Bible. Oh, Jesus. It would be a long day. I would be in it, hell. It might be a long week, even. I would definitely be going to hell. Yeah, right, if it mattered But for that. in the intro, I said The Last of Sheila, and that's because it's <laughs> a movie that I just watched at my parents' house. It's, like, really old. But if you like Glass Onion, um, it definitely was inspired by The Last of Sheila or much, um, many movie, much, many, muchness movies like it yeah yeah that okay so if you like glass onions and you don't mind old movies you should watch the last of sheila it's so good and oh i gotta tell you okay i know this is way off topic but listen it really is there was okay (laughs) this movie is like from the 60s okay yeah and there's this woman and she's got the most gorgeous blonde hair and i was like oh my god that hair reminds me of the judge on ally mcbeal that um, the main lawyer guy was stupid, you know? So many random cultural references I know, here. I know, okay. Like, I don't even okay. know where to go with any do of this. Do you remember Ally McBeal? Yeah, of course, Dancing okay. Baby. Yes, but do you remember the, the lady judge with the long blonde hair that was like, I mean... Only kind of. Okay, well, at any rate, so I looked this woman up because I was just captivated by her from, from The Last of Sheila. Sure. Okay, 
And I'll be goddamned, it was the same fucking woman. You I are, recognized you're her. really good at that. But I didn't recognize her face. I recognized her fucking hair. Wow. That's insane. Yeah, that is pretty insane. Who even does that? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. So that's why The Last of Sheila is on my mind because I just blew myself away. Yeah. That was unintentional. Good, like, good job. Good no, job. I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't trying anything. It just like. <laughs> It just popped in there. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Sorry. So yeah. Psalm 6. Ready? I'm ready. Okay. I'm ready. And then don't forget I read these and, and then after each one I tell you my little notes on I won't it. forget. I don't got for, it. Don't forget. Okay. Psalm 6. Yeah. Okay. We open with some instructions. For the director of music with stringed instruments. Stringed instruments. Jeez. String, string, wow. string. Wow. <laughs> I can't talk. According to Shemineth, a psalm of David. We'll Another get one by David, huh? Mm-hmm. Okay. They're all by David, didn't I you mean, know? right, yeah. He was so fucking prolific. <laughs> walking around with a pen in his fucking pocket. Right, yeah. Okay, ready? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let me put on my serious face. all those women bathing that inspired him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, Lord, do not rebuke me in your anger or discipline me in your wrath. Be merciful to me, Lord, for I am faint. Oh, Lord, heal me, for my bones are in agony. I got my bones, they hurt. My soul is in anguish. How long, oh, Lord, how long? I don't know. Turn, oh, Lord, and deliver me. Save me because of your unfailing love. No one remembers you when he is dead. Who praises you from the grave? Wait, don't you live, isn't... Isn't there afterlife? Isn't that a thing that happened even in Judaism? I think it depends Although on the day. Although I don't day. think, but oh, that's that's difficult because like you, we read something earlier that yeah. like these were written four hundred to six hundred years after, um, yeah, the birth of Christ, right? Mm-hmm. Something like that. And so that would mean that there is already an idea of afterlife in Judaism mm-hmm. as well as Christianity. Mm-hmm. So that's it. I mean, yeah, people would technically remember God after death, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just saying. No, Maybe. I, I follow you. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm hey, not sorry, sure. I didn't mean to, yeah. But no, it's interesting. Sorry, I know we're in the middle of one here. Yeah. But um, it's interesting that you mentioned that Christianity was already a thing when these were written because a lot of these are um, God stuff that's Jesus-y. Right, right. So I don't know if you're aware of that. Like, I mean, I, I wasn't exactly. I mean, I, I, I don't know enough about them to know exactly what this is all about. Other than their poems, mostly written by David or whatever, hypothetically, even though they weren't. Right. But, you know, at least according to scholars and, and what have you. Right. So, right. I, whatever. They, they're, they're psalms. They're psalms. They're psalms. They're psalms, if you will. Yeah. Or even if you want. Right. I am worn out from groaning. Yeah, you are. <laughs> All night long, I flood my bed with weeping and drench my couch with tears. My eyes grow weak with sorrow. They fail because of all my foes. What do you think a couch looked like back then? What do you think a couch that was flooded with weeping looked like? Yeah, that's true. How many foes do you have in your life? Well, David had quite a few. He did. If this is David. He was a fucker. That is true. Well, I um, only have a couple foes. And I could name them because there's only a couple. But I'm not gonna. Right. How many foes do you have? Not many. I mean, at least the same couple I got, right? Yeah. Away from me, all you who do evil, for the Lord has heard my weeping. 
The Lord has heard my cry for mercy. The Lord accepts my prayer. All my enemies will be ashamed and dismayed. They will turn back in sudden disgrace. Yeah. Okay, so that was the end of Psalm 6. Okay. And now my phone locked itself out because it was quiet too long. So um, Psalm 6 is the one that starts, O Lord, rebuke me not in thine anger. Okay? Okay. And this is a penitential psalm, like penitence. Okay? And it's traditionally attributed to David. Okay. Which we knew. Yeah, right. So Psalm 6 is supposed to have been written to serve as a prayer for anyone suffering from sickness or distress or for the state of the kingdom of Israel while suffering through oppression. Okay. Okay. So yeah. they're like, ah, ah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I like that last little. Yeah. 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 That was some good yeah, moment good. for you. Okay. Um, this psalm is the first of the seven penitential psalms. So okay. there are seven that are specifically referred to as the penitential ones. Okay. Remember, penance. penance. Yeah, okay? right. Yeah. I'm just making sure you, you got that. I got it. Okay. Um, I didn't write down, like, which other ones they were because, like, there's, like, number 40-something, number 80-something. Sure. I was like, okay, whatever. We'll, They're further on. Yeah. yeah. And and they'll mention it again when we get there. Okay. This, this is number five. But this is important in some regard for penitent. Um, Penance. Penance, yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's necessarily important. I'm just pointing out some trivial facts. Okay, all right. Spitting facts, if you will. There you go. Okay. It's also been classed as one of the individual lamentations. Okay. Do you know what lamentations are? Isn't that like a song type thing? No, a lamentation is like, oh, woe is me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like you lament. Right, You're like brokenhearted and sad and whatever. Okay. Okay. It's also called one of the sick psalms. Okay. Not puss sick, just sick. <laughs> like illin. Okay. Got it. And it's also referred to as the psalms of confession. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. And also a paradigmatic example of the supplication form in the psalms. Paradigmatic. I like that word. Paradigmatic. That's, that's, a, that's a nice I, word there. I... Copy that down. Like, I have a little notebook that's yeah, full of, like, yeah. words I truly like. Yeah, and that's a beautiful want to I, use. I've never used that word before. I, I like paradigm well yeah, enough. Yeah, right, definitely. That, that paradigmatic. Used, paradigmatic, that's amazing. Right? Yeah. Yeah, forget all the rest of right, that I'm, sentence. Who yeah. even cares? Right. So, these psalms are expressive of sorrow for sin. Okay. So, that's, I mean, ultimately what the penitence is. Sorry is, for sinning. Blah, blah, blah. Well, not just... Not just sorry for their own sin, just that there is sin in general. Oh, okay. And, okay. and they're they're wailing about it. Got they're it. They're lamenting. Yeah. Like, God damn it, sin sucks. Like today, it? they'd be wailing about all the, the transgender people and, 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 <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. and the missing guns. Doesn't it suck that there's not enough guns yeah. to shoot all of the people that aren't white? And, right, yeah. And, and straight and white and straight. Yeah. And... Damn the libs. Right. You know, that right. kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. So Psalm 6 is in three parts as distinguished by the person. Okay. Okay. Part one is the psalmist addresses God. Okay. Okay. Part two, he speaks for himself. Mm-hmm. And part three, he speaks to his enemies. Ah. Okay. Okay. The psalmist expresses his distress in parts one and two. Oh, lamentation. Right. Okay. 
in stating the enemies of the psalmist, remember all those foes? Yeah. We understand that this distress is caused by a relational problem, but it is unclear if he is innocent. Okay. Okay. I I don't know what the importance of all this is. I'm just just giving you right. just giving you the trivia and the notes breaking it down. Okay. Okay. Sure. He does say, however, he pretending that it's David, David for right, a second. Yeah. He says he will be reinstated and that his opponents will be confounded. Of course they will. I mean, yeah. God's taking care of all that, right? But he is faced with the abandonment of God. Mm. More lamentations. Yeah. Fuck. Damn it. I hate it when that happens. In the absence of God emerges the final hope of the psalmist expressed as a cry of confidence in the last three verses. Yeah. Okay. You got to bring it back, you know? Yeah. Bring it back. <laughs> bring it back. Okay, so that was Psalm 6. Okay, all right, yeah. Now we are moving on to Psalm 7. Psalm 7? Yeah. Okay. Ready? I'm ready. Okay. A Shagayan of David, which he sang to the Lord concerning Cush, a Benjamite. Okay. Yeah, Benjamite. I was trying to add in an additional syllable. Right. Okay. Oh, my Lord, I take refuge in you. Save and deliver me from all who pursue me. For they will tear me like a lion mm. and rip me to pieces with no one to rescue me. Mm-hmm. That's tough to put into a song. Yeah. Oh, Lord, my God, if I have done this and there is guilt on my hands, if I have done evil to him who is at peace with me or without cause have robbed my foe, then let my enemy pursue and overtake me. Let him trample my life to the ground and make me sleep in the dust. Selah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I remember right. to say it that way. Yeah. Arise, O Lord, in your anger. Rise up against the rage of my enemies. Awake, my God. Decree justice. Let the assemble. <laughs> justice. The Justice League. I don't know. I was <laughs> just like, you know, Avengers assemble. Yeah. Decree justice. Right. Okay. Let the assembled people. Oh, that's where I got the assembled. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. Let the assembled peoples gather around you. Rule over them from on high. Let the Lord judge the peoples. Judge me, O Lord, according to my righteousness, according to my integrity. O Most High, O Righteous God, who searches minds and hearts, bring to an end the violence of the wicked and make the righteous secure. Okay? Okay. Still going. Oh, okay. All right. I yeah. feel like there's a lot of judgment in this. Mm-hmm. There's like sure a lot is. of judgment. This one is and not my himself, favorite. Against himself, against his enemies, against everybody. This one's not my favorite. Okay. I, I, I rather like the next one, so I'm, I'm eager to get oh, to the next okay. one. okay. Yeah. All right. My shield is God most high who saves the upright in heart. God is a righteous God. Judge. Mm. I meant to say judge. Sure. God is a righteous judge. Oh. A God who expresses his wrath every day. Yes, he does. <laughs> wow. <laughs> How do you see he's a righteous judge and then go on to say he expresses well, his wrath every day? Well, because obviously they view it in the way that he's expressing his anger and wrath against those who deserve to have the wrath okay. thrown upon them. I guess. Maybe he could be righteous and have people not be shitty. Yeah, that'd be great. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. If he does not relent, he will sharpen his sword. He will bend and string his bow. Mm. He has prepared his deadly weapons. He makes ready his flaming arrows. They aren't made of iron, though. No, they're not. Yeah. No. That would be bad. That would be bad. You don't want to stab any gods with iron. Right. Nor fairy folk. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, you okay. can't stab gods or fairy folk with iron. They, they work one. Iron works wonders on ghosts. I hear too. I think. Oh, really? Isn't that what they use? Didn't they use that in, in Supernatural? Um, I don't. And they hit them with iron weapons. And no, stuff you're and right. Yeah. You're right. You're right. And right. salt, of course. Yeah, salt. of course, salt. Yeah. And holy water and hallowed ground. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta yeah. know all the things, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. just in case. And you know? also, um, silver on werewolves. Right. And cut off a vampire's head or a zombie's head. Sure. Both. I yeah. mean, generally, anything you chop the head off and it's done, unless it's one of those weird ass zombies that keeps moving. Well, I mean, technically, the zombie's not done unless you, you know, stick something through its brain or something. Yeah. The the head can still chew. It just rolls around that's just so weird yeah i don't like that kind of zombie no that's silly that's just silly okay he who is pregnant with evil pregnant with evil huh damn man that is that's that's filled up that's uh my belly bursting at the seams my belly's full of evil i gotta go (laughs) (laughs) and conceives trouble he who is like pregnant, pregnant with and evil conceives and trouble. conceives trouble Interesting. gives birth what the to fuck? disillusionment. <laughs> I'm a little disillusioned right now. I really like that phrase. Yeah, that's interesting. I'm, I'm going to say it again. Ready? Ready? Yeah, I'm ready. He who is pregnant with evil and conceives trouble gives birth to disillusionment. Hmm. Yeah, that, I like that. That's, that that's a good phrase. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He who digs a hole and scoops it out. Falls into the pit he has made. Don't dig your own Why grave. Why would you fall into the pit you just made? Because you dug your own grave. You reaped what you sowed. But you think you know to stand away from falling in. You're six feet saying. from the edge <laughs> and thinking it's only six feet down. I'm just, I'm just fucking around. I was just saying the yeah. lyrics to no, the song. No, I, I know, I know. Okay. Only I couldn't remember what song. So I know. I and just, I kind of fucked it up. But yeah, you I'm, get me. I get you. Yeah. Okay, so... um. Don't dig your own grave. Yeah. Right. The trouble he causes recoils on himself. See? Mm-hmm. So that's exactly what it is. Okay. His violence comes down on his own damn head. Mm. Okay? Yep. I will give thanks to the Lord because of his righteousness and will sing praise to the name of the Lord Most High. Okay. okay. So yeah. that was seven. Ready? I'm ready. Okay. We're going to talk about Psalm 7 now. Got it. Got okay? it. Yeah. And this one starts, O Lord my God, in thee do I put my trust. Uh-huh. This is a Psalm of David and one of the lamentations of an individual. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. The message in the Psalm is that while the righteous may seem weak, ultimately they will prevail against the wicked. Okay. Okay. Yep. And remember when I said that word Shagayan or Shagayan? And yeah. And we were like, the fuck is that? Right. Okay. Um, the Hebrew word Shagayan, which appears in the superscription, which is the title you yeah. Is of unknown meaning, meaning, and perhaps it indicates an emotional song. So we don't know what it means, and we're like, maybe okay. it's, it's some kind of instruction. Got it. Because that's where it is. It's in the instructions. Yeah. Okay. So we don't know. Right. Okay. Okay. So we're gonna read Psalm eight now, and this is the one I rather like. Got it. Okay. Yeah. It, I think this one's pretty, and also it inspired um, several hymns. Got it. And. One of them I even recognized. Oh, And so really? I'll give you some recommendations at the end if you're interested. Okay, okay, sure. All right, Psalm 8. For the director of music, according to Gittith, a psalm of David. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory above the heavens. 
From the lips of children and infants, you have ordained praise because of your enemies to silence the foe and the avenger. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you have set in place, what is man that you are mindful of him, the son of man that you care for him? You made him a little lower than the heavenly beings and crowned him with glory and honor. You made him ruler over the works of your hands. You put everything under his feet, all flocks and herds and the beasts of the field, the birds of the air and the fish of the sea, all that swim the paths of the seas. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. They are praising the fuck out of God right there. They sure are. Yes, Man, they are. That is uh, some high praise. Yes, it is. Yeah. So Psalm 8 starts, O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. Right. And we're going to get back to that in a second. Okay. Guess who authorship is traditionally assigned to? David. King David. I, it's <laughs> crazy. I don't know how you came up with that. I don't know. This psalm opens with a direction to the chief musician to perform upon the Giddeth. Yeah. Remember well, I said yeah, that? I, yeah. I, 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 Wanted to ask at the time, but I, you know, I figured you had some information mm-hmm, for me. Mm-hmm. It either refers to a musical instrument or a style of performance, or alternatively, it may allude to persons and places in biblical history. So basically, what you're saying is we have no fucking. We clue. have no fucking clue, but once again, it's in the instructions. Okay. So it likely has to be instructional. Right. That okay? that at least we can guess at. I tend to think that these things are like instructions to do with the music because right. all the stuff after it has to do I mean, with that's kind of how i take play it. the fucking music right white boy <laughs> play that funky yeah music. i got the okay. reference yeah. yeah yeah okay so it has been referred to as the song of the astronomer that's why i like this one because it talks about gazing at the heavens right which inspires the psalmist to meditate on god's creation and man's place in it and I very much like that. That feels very um, spiritual and pretty to me. I don't know. One of the things that always, and I, I don't disagree. Yes, that that is true. And, and, and that was a very beautifully written bit there. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, what it made me think of is how small we are and why. Why would a God even give two shits about us? Like, right. You know, like, yeah. we're, there's so much out there. And, and it's... It's a large, not a large, it's it's one of the reasons that I've always questioned religion in general is that mm-hmm. why why do we think we're so fucking important as to right. even have the eye of a God? Right. Like, why why would that be anything? I think that's why I liked this because it almost, it, it felt like it was almost there. Like, it was almost getting that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, just the astronomer part. But we have to have such an ego as a... As a race of people to believe that anything that could do all of this would care about us the most. We literally thought that Earth was the center of the universe. So, no, I, yeah. I mean. I, I totally and agree. We yeah. literally cannot, cannot fathom that we were anything other than the current form we're in. Right. Evolution is right out, you know? <laughs> like, even though. No, there, are, things- there are denominations that will account, they, that do allow for evolution right you're level. right i'm referring specifically to my parents 
well, I mean, no, I, I can't I get help you, I get but feel that saying. on a personal level. The, the early, the what do they call it? The um, the creationists. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Creationists. They believe that the Earth is six thousand years old, and I'm like, you can believe that all you right, want, right. silly Ed. Yep. Okay, so according to one of the midrash, remember the midrash is the writings yeah. about the Bible or the about Old the Testament. Old Testament. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Verses 5 through 10 contain questions that the angels asked God as God was creating the world, referring to the righteous men of Israel. Okay. And I broke these down because I thought, so interesting. Okay. okay? Yeah. So I'm going to go on a little bit about this longer than I did the other two. Okay. okay? Yeah. So the first thing is, what is man that you are mindful of him? And that refers to Abraham in the book of Genesis. Okay. Okay. Number two, and the son of man that you remember him. And that refers to Abraham's son, Isaac, who was born as a result of God remembering Sarah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Number three, yet you made him less only than God. And that refers to Jacob, who was able to produce streaked, speckled, and spotted flocks. Okay. And some of these um, are coming from not... Um, the Old Testament, but, or not the version of the Old Testament that we're reading, but, um, the very Jewish, um, Right, but book. I do remember that bit where he made the different types right, of I'm just saying, like, or, it's, or whatever they were. Right, I'm just saying it's, it's referencing, um, specific verses that are not in Got it. Yeah. the book that we're reading. Right. Okay, number four, and have crowned him with glory and honor. That refers to Moses, whose face shone, and that's in Exodus. Okay. Okay. Number five, you give him dominion over the work of your hands. And that refers to Joshua, who made the sun and moon stand still from the book of Joshua. Okay. Number seven, you put... You skipped six. No. Yeah, you did. Oh, I did. You're right. I was looking at that. I'm like, what oh, happened damn. there? I don't know how to count. Yeah. I don't know that's how crazy. to number. Okay. So, um... It doesn't matter. I numbered them myself. Like, yeah. I didn't copy these. So, we're just right. going to, like, okay, number six. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, number seven. Okay? <laughs> there is no number six. Yeah, this is, okay? Yeah. Okay. So, number seven. You put all things beneath his feet. And mm-hmm. that refers to David, whose enemies fell before him. And that right. was in the book of Second Samuel. Sure. Number eight. Sheep and oxen, all of them. And that refers to Solomon, who understood the language of the beasts. Remember that? Yeah. That was in First Kings. Okay. Okay. Number nine, and the beasts of the field. And that can refer to either Samson or Daniel. Okay. Number 10, the birds of the sky. Now that refers to somebody that we haven't met yet. Okay. Or no, I'm sorry. No, I'm, I was ahead of myself. That refers to Elijah. We know Elijah. He navigates the world like a bird and he also received food from the ravens. Okay. And that was in First Kings. Okay. Okay. Number 11 is the one that we haven't met him yet. Got it. Okay. And the fishes of the seas. That refers to Jonah, who dwelled in the belly of a fish. Okay. You know Jonah and the whale? Yeah, yeah. That story? I know of the story, yes. Right. Okay, number 12. He traverses the ways of the seas. And that refers to the Israelites who walked through the sea on dry land. Right. That's from the book of Exodus. Right. And the last one, number 13. O Lord, our Lord, how glorious is your name in all the earth. Thus, the angels concluded, and this is the bit that's added, do what pleases you. Your glory is to sojourn with your people and with your children. Okay. Okay. Yep. I just thought that was quite lovely, but that is not all. 
So that was like the whole story of of all yeah. the people. And I mean, like, yeah. it's just like this quick version of the Bible, yes. basically. Yes. And that's why I just really liked it. You know me, I love a good list sure. and I love a good summary, but I'm not done. Oh. I'm, I'm almost done. Okay. okay. Remember I told you that there would be um, a song that came from this. Yeah. Okay. And that I would, you know, give you a reference and we'll link um, some of my favorite ones in the um, show notes. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So a lot of these inspire hymns. Most of the time, my mind glazes over them because I don't know one hymn from a fucking other. Sure. Okay? But this one, I did recognize. Okay. How Great Thou Art. Okay. And I bet I'm, I'm going to do a butchered job of the chorus, but <laughs> I'm betting if you heard the song, you might actually recognize it. Okay. From the time briefly that we went to church. Okay. Okay? Yeah. Um, the chorus is, then sings my soul, my Savior God to thee. How great thou art, how great thou art. Do you recognize that at all? Not offhand, no. Okay. Well, I didn't do a terrible job. But anyway, just to let you know, there are several famous versions of that song. My very, very favorite is the one by Pentatonix, and they sing it with Jennifer Hudson. Oh, then I probably have heard it. I don't... If they've done a version. I, I hadn't heard it. I love oh, okay. pentatonics, okay. and I hadn't well, no, heard yeah, it. Yeah, that's fine. Um, they it, they so do a live haven't. they do a live version with Jennifer Hudson, and wow. she wails. And to say that it touched me, like I got goosebumps, I was moved, I almost had tears. It was really good. It, that's my favorite version. Yeah. Um. Apparently, Elvis does a version. I didn't listen to that one. If that's your thing, you know. I like some Elvis. Uh, yeah, yeah, I just. After listening to Jennifer Hudson, I was just like, mm, that's okay. I, I got what I need. Um, the one that I listened to before that was a very famous one by, um, uh, what's that religious chick, Jesus Take the Wheel? No you idea. Know, Carrie um, Underwood? Yes. Oh, Carrie Underwood. Wow. I, yeah. That just that was the only one I knew. Um, she so. did a live version with Vince Gill. So if you're into country, that might be the one that you like. Okay. Okay. Um, then she redid it um, as a studio version and did a video, and it's really good as well. Gotcha. So um, I very much like her version, but my very favorite, you guys, is Pentatonix with uh, Jennifer Hudson. Okay. I mean, it's beautiful. I, I'm not religious, clearly. I don't go to church, and I don't believe in God. But this thing moved me, and it's really good, and I think you should listen to it if you enjoy good music and just gorgeous voices. Right. Okay? Right. okay. And we'll link that one. It'll be up to husband if we link the other yeah. two that I mentioned. No, that's fine. Okay. We'll get it figured out. All right. All right. So that was uh, Psalms chapters 6 through 8. 6, 7, 8. And tomorrow we will be back with? 9, 10, 11. All right. We'll see you guys then. Yep. Bye. Husband. Wife. Do you not remember what we did yesterday, but know where we are and what we're doing? Well, we're in Psalms, and David is writing a lot of shit that he didn't write. Exactly. That's exactly. basically what we're in. And, oh, we mentioned a lot of songs that came from one of the Psalms mm -hmm. yesterday. Yes. And I hope that 
everybody had a chance to listen to every single version right, that I mentioned. Right, yeah, because I, I did post all the links, so. I actually sent the Pentatonics slash uh, Jennifer Hudson one to my mom. Oh, yeah? And she goes, not my favorite version, but oh I do gosh. love that song. Because, <laughs> of course, Pentatonics is a little. My mom loves Pentatonics. Oh, really? Yeah. I have a feeling it was because Jennifer Hudson. Mm, you know, okay. Because she hit a lot of um, various notes and. My mom doesn't like that quote unquote black music. Oh, yeah. 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 Here Uh, I was like trying to bridge the gap. Like, hey, you guys are Christian. This is a Christian song. Here's a hymn. Would you like to? And then she had to go and be kind of racist, slightly racist, vaguely suspicious, suspiciously racist. Yeah. That's a good term, actually. I like suspicious. You're suspiciously racist. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, I'm not quite sure that was racist, but I suspect it was. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, oh, yes. Yeah, yeah we're, we're, you're doing a podcast. Yeah. So, podcast. yesterday we did um, Psalms chapters six, six through seven, eight. Seven, eight. Yes. Yeah. And today we're going to be reading uh, Psalms 9, 10, 11. All right. Let's get into this. Okie dokie. Okay, we are in Psalms 9, 10, and 11. Okay. And for reasons I shall reveal um, in a bit, I'm going to read 9 and 10 together. They oh. are often read as one piece. Okay. So, But we'll talk about that when I'm done. Got it. Okay? Sure. So starting with 9, and I'll let you know when I transition into 10, but I won't give notes on 9 and 10 until I'm done. Okay. Okay. Sounds fair. All right. So Psalm 9... And there's instructions for the director of music to the tune of the death of the sun, a psalm of David. The tune of the death of the sun. The death of the sun. Interesting. Okay. Not not um, boy child, but like, or I'm sorry, not like star in the sky, but yes, boy child. Well, this must be a song that people knew, right? I guess. Okay. All right. I mean, would you know any either I way? I don't fucking know. I don't know. Songs. I'm kind of curious about that. Right. So. Um, I did not look at that before, so I don't have notes on that. Oh, okay. So, right. sorry. I'll have to get back to you on Maybe it. Maybe Fern can do some research. <laughs> <laughs> Go Fern. All right. So, anyway, back to Psalm 9. Yeah. Getting yeah. into this. Right, yeah. I will praise you, O Lord, with all my heart. I will tell of all your wonders. I will be glad and rejoice in you. I will sing praise to your name, O Most High. My enemies turn back. They stumble and perish before you. For you have upheld my right and my cause. You have sat on your throne judging righteously. You have rebuked the nations and destroyed the wicked. You have blotted out their name forever and ever. You're awesome. You're awesome. You're awesome. You're awesome. You're awesome. Right. Right. Endless ruin has overtaken the enemy. You have uprooted their cities. Even the memory of them has perished. The Lord reigns forever. He has established his throne for judgment. He will judge the world in righteousness. He will govern the peoples with justice. The Lord is a refuge for the oppressed, a stronghold in times of trouble. Those who know your name will trust in you, for you, Lord, have never forsaken those who seek you. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Couldn't help. You know. Sing praises to the Lord enthroned in Zion. Proclaim among the nations what he has done. For he who avenges blood remembers. He does not ignore the cry of the afflicted, except for sometimes he does. Right. 
O Lord, see how my enemies persecute me. Have mercy and lift me up from the gates of death, that I may declare your praises in the gates of the daughter of Zion, and therefore rejoice in your salvation. The nations have fallen into the pit they have dug. Their feet are caught in the net they have hidden. The Lord is known by his justice. The wicked are ensnared by the work of their hands. Hagayon Salah. Wow, so that's like a different uh, Salah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. The wicked return to the grave, all the nations that forget God. But the needy will not always be forgotten, nor the hope of the afflicted ever perish. Arise, O Lord, let not man triumph. Let the nations be judged in your presence. Strike them with terror, O Lord. Let the nations know they are but men. Salah. Okay. Now Psalm 10. That's a lot of, a lot of praise and then also fear, 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 fear. Yes. Fear. Sounds about right. Right? That checks. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Psalm 10. Why, O Lord, do you stand far off? Why do you hide yourself in times of trouble? <laughs> I got I got I got the answer to that one. I know, I know this one. Ooh, pick me, pick yeah, me. Yeah, right, yeah. In his arrogance, the wicked man hunts down the weak who are caught in the schemes he devises. He boasts of the cravings of his heart. He blesses the greedy and reviles the Lord. In his pride the wicked does not seek him. In his in all his thoughts there is no room for God. His ways are always prosperous. He is haughty, haughty, and your laws are far from him. He sneers at all his enemies. He says to himself, nothing will shake me. I'll always be happy and never have trouble. His mouth is full of curses and lies and threats. Trouble and evil are under his tongue. He lies in wait near the villages. From ambush, he murders the innocent, watching in secret for his victims. He lies in wait like a lion in cover. Mm. He lies in wait to catch the helpless. He lie he catches the helpless and drags them off in his net. Okay. His victims are crushed. They collapse. They fall under his strength. He says to himself, God has forgotten. He covers his face and never sees. Arise, O Lord. Lift up your hand, O God. Do not forget the helpless. Why does the wicked man revile God? I mean, right. that answers its own question. Yeah. Because yeah. he's, he's not, wicked. Right. And also God's not doing anything about it. So. Right, right. Why does he say to himself, he won't call me to account? But you, O oh God, do see trouble and grief. You consider it to take it in hand. The victim commits himself to you. You are the helper of the fatherless. Break the arm of the wicked and evil man. Call him to account for his wickedness that would not be found. That would not be found out. Sorry. Right, right. The Lord is king forever and ever. The nations will perish from his land. You hear, O Lord, the desire of the afflicted. You encourage them and you listen to their cry, defending the fatherless and the oppressed in order that man who is of the earth may terrify no more. All right, that is the end of Psalm 10. So now I'm going to rush over here to my trusty little notes, and we're going to talk about Psalms 9 and 10. Okay. Okay? Yep. 
So Psalm 9 is a thanksgiving for God's justice and starts, I will praise thee, O Lord, with my whole heart. And the topic of the psalm is that the success of evil is only temporary, and in the end, the righteous will endure. The psalm is an acrostic Hebrew poem. Do you know what an acrostic is? No. Okay, it's where the first letter from each line down the side, um, you put those together and they spell something. Okay, all right. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And the reason that I read 9 and 10 together is because... Nine is only the first half of the word, oh. and then ten is the other half. Oh, okay. so definitely meant to be done together. Yes, Got yes, it. and often they are read as one psalm. Okay. So not like Psalm 9 and Psalm 10, sure. but just one long psalm. So because of that, it does make it difficult to analyze the psalm because the alphabetical arrangement comes across as artificial or forced because you've got your word written down the side, and then you're trying to find the the words and stuff to fit into what you have there right right you know what i mean yeah so um people have a hard time like i don't know was this a good one i don't know it feels kind of forced it just seems i mean so far most of the psalms we've heard have had much the same theme mm-hmm. they're like lift up the righteous and smash the fucking you know shit heels basically yeah yeah like whatever. kicking their teeth yeah. or whatever because that's apparently what they like to sing about a lot mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is killing bad people and raising up, good, you know, yeah. the, the godly or whatever. Yeah. So. There is a distinct mood change between Psalms 9 and 10, even though they're meant to go together. Yeah. I kind of, I mean, yeah. I, I picked I, up on that. I watched your face and you were like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I thought these went together. Right. Yeah. That's interesting to me, too. Um, Psalm 9 has a tone of victory over evil and was likely written to celebrate David's victory over Goliath. Okay. And then as the acrostic continues into Psalm 10. Although, just to point out, Mm -hmm. David didn't necessarily kill Goliath. Right. Because that was also a stolen story from another part of the Bible. Exactly. Exactly. So as the acrostic continues into Psalm 10, the tone becomes a lament that God seemingly stands far off. Right. So it's... Just interesting that you've got those two that go together, but do they, though? Right, right. So Psalm 10 is a prayer for the overthrow of the wicked and starts out, Why standest thou afar off, O Lord? Okay? Yep. Recall that Psalm 8, remember that's the one that we liked, or the one that I liked anyway, that inspired... The um, songs that we put on the links in yesterday's podcast, yes. Um. That one reflected on man's special place in creation. Remember, that's the astronomer's um, psalm. Yeah. Right? In contrast, both Psalms 9 and 10 end with statements setting mankind in a more negative light in the final verses of each one. Yeah, it definitely did. You know, let the nations know they are but men. And then, um, in order that man who is of the earth may terrify no more. Right, yeah. Kind of like knocking them down a peg. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I think God's more than knocked people down a peg in the Bible. Mm-hmm, He's mm-hmm. completely murdered all of them, basically. Yeah, definitely. So. so compared to Psalm 9, Psalm 10 is focused more on the individual than the collective human condition. Which, okay. Yeah, that definitely tracks. Right, yeah. So now we're going to go on to Psalm 11. Okay. Okay. Yep. Psalm 11. For the director of music, 
of David. Of David. Of course. Of right. right. Yeah. As we've said in previous episodes, many of these are attributed to David as the author, yet we know that he just won. Yeah. Was not. I just don't know where he found all the time between all the wars he was in and the you know, running away and the, the running away and the hiding and watching and people the, pee and watching people bathe. You know, yeah. I mean, like he yeah. had all kinds of shit going on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, Psalm eleven. In the Lord I take refuge. How then can you say to me, "Flee like a bird to your mountain"? For look, the wicked bend their bows; they set their arrows against the strings to shoot from the shadows at the upright in heart. When the foundations are being destroyed, what can the righteous do? The Lord is in his holy temple. The Lord is in his heavenly throne. He observes the son of men. His eyes examine them. The Lord examines the righteous, but the wicked and those who love violence, his soul hates. Ooh, God hates people. He does. He does. We talked about how I feel about God hating people. Right, yeah. On the wicked he will reign. Fiery coals and burning sulfur, a scorching wind will be their lot. For the Lord is righteous. He loves justice. Upright men will see his face. That's the end. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So let's talk about that now. Yeah. Okay. Sure. So Psalm 11 is the refuge of the upright. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And it starts out, in the Lord I put my trust. Or in the Lord put I my trust. Sure. Okay. Right. Depending on... Which version you're reading. Yeah. Um, its authorship, of course, is traditionally assigned to King David, but most scholars place its origins sometime after the end of the Babylonian captivity. Sure. Which is the case for most of these. Yeah. Right. This psalm is the personal testimony of persecution for those who have opted for the legal process. Okay. Okay. The psalm leans, leads off with a question put to the writer's soul. Why should I flee like a bird to the mountains? Some see the fleeing as negative and running away rather than trusting in God. And that's because there's this, um, well, the psalmist instead resolves to trust God after that. Okay. Okay. But there's an irony because David often fled from Saul to the mountains. All the time. Right? Yeah. And in the long run, he became king anyway. Right, right. So it's kind of like, uh. And, you know, one of the most righteous dudes of the Bible or whatever. mm -hmm, So, mm -hmm, yeah. mm -hmm. And additionally, there is a contrast with Psalm 7, okay, Okay. which is, you know, a a few ago, right? Yep. So the one we just read, Psalm 11, indicates the wicked shoot arrows at the righteous, right? Yep. But back in Psalm 7, God readied his bow and arrows for the wicked. Right, yeah. So we've got two opposing themes here. Yeah, yeah. So... That that was fun to read about and interesting to uncover. Right. Yeah. I I'm these are very thematic as far as how these are going. They're I mean it's just it's like They're somewhat repetitive and that makes it hard to pay attention to what they're trying to say. Yeah. I mean well, I mean, maybe more importantly, that's part of the, the, the issue is that, you know, when you're not the issue, but like, you know, who gives a shit? You're just singing these songs, right? These are songs you're singing. Mm-hmm. For the glory of God. And right. it doesn't matter if it's the same message over and over again. Glory to God smashes, you know, people against them, whatever. Right. That's basically the message, right? Yeah. Essentially. In, in all of these. And yay, you know, we, yay the people who worship them and, you know, shit on the people who don't. Right. And that, I mean, it just seems like that's the general theme of Psalms so far. So far, yeah, I agree. But I'm hoping, like, maybe there's some, like, 
different Some, things something different maybe maybe david doesn't have to write all of them is, he, is, there, is there another author or is david like literally the author of all of no, them? no there are some attributed to other i mean there's 150 of these sons of bitches right right okay? so um if you recall i said in the beginning that they are attributed to various authors okay okay, okay? that's what i thought but i wasn't entirely sure, sure yeah so yeah um, what I'm going to do is reach out to some of my Christian family and ask what their favorite psalms are and why. Yeah. So that I can add that to my notes as we come across them. Maybe we should ask our fans too. I was thinking that as well. So yeah. if any of you have a favorite psalm, please, please, please. Share it and why. Yeah. You know, yeah. that'd, that'd be really cool. And, and I mean, why not in an anti... Why do you like that? Right, I right. mean, why? Because I I would like to like it with you. Right, and it's not that, I mean, just because they're in the Bible doesn't mean that you can't like certain aspects of what I mean, something is said. I am still, like, thinking about Psalm 8. Right. You know? Yeah. So you can like it and not, like, that doesn't have to be a mark on your atheistic or agnostic spirit or whatever. Sure, sure. No, you can look at something, you know, outside of yourself. And yeah. Decide that it's, it means pretty. something else for you or, or, or whatever, you know? Yeah. Or that it's just beautiful as it is. Yeah. So... Yeah, so that was Psalms chapters, uh, let's see, 9 through 11. Mm -hmm. And uh, tomorrow we'll be back with... Psalms 10, no. <laughs> this is so hard. It, this is really hard, you guys. 11, 12, 13, 14. <laughs> we can't count. We can't. Well, also because like I'm looking at my book and I'm looking at my notes. Yeah. And I'm flipping back and forth between the two. Right, right. And, you know, I'm also looking at where I get my notes from. As well as the um, the version of the Bible online that I typically read from. Yeah. So I've got all of these different things like going through my brain. And then you just ask me like, what's the number? And you know how I am with numbers. No, yeah, you suck at numbers. I don't number. Yeah. Although I can tell you. Just, just you know, I just want to be clear here. I used to work for a company that no longer exists. Mm -hmm. And we used to have to drag things across to scan them. So instead I would just memorize numbers. So, like, um, I worked at a pet store, and we sold... It was a pet supply pet store. Pet supply store. Yeah. So, we had, like, pig ears and things like that, right? And uh, so, we had... Um, the, so, the UPC code, okay? Just mm -hmm. Well, actually, this is something that everybody can check. The um, No, because they've changed it since then. Damn it. But anyway, the, uh, the UPC code for, let's say, I'm's Chunks Mini was 19014-11120, because it was a 20-pound bag. And then the 111 and the 19014 was always the same. But then Piggy Chews, they were 727-348-78005. See, I have all this fucking shit in my head and it needs to go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I remember when I lived overseas and we had a, um APO, which is American Post Office right, yeah. um, address. Yeah. And we had Box 505. You can remember that. Mm -hmm. But that's not difficult. Well, I mean, if I ask you the price of the milk that you just looked at five Absol seconds after you looked at it, absolutely not. You will not recall it. Oh, we also lived in uh, building two sixty five E. Huh. Yep. Wow, I'm and impressed. I was, you know, sixteen when we left. Right. Or no, I was fifteen when we left. Okay. So yeah, that was quite a number of years ago. Random bullshit nonsense. Right. Numbers. Why is it you don't need I, if you could just like. Like a computer, just like delete certain things out of your brain. Seriously. I don't need it. You know, I don't need that shit. Um, when I was uh, at my doctor's appointment, they asked me 
your best number and I could not remember your <laughs> cell phone number. And I actually need that. Right, right. That pissed me off about myself. All remember right. numbers, damn you. We're rambling on about stuff. So we'll we see are. you guys tomorrow for Psalms chapters 12 through 14. And let us know your favorite psalm yeah, between now and then. Definitely. All right. We'll see you guys then. Yep. Bye. Husband. Wife. I won't ask you remember what happened yesterday because we're in Psalms. Because it doesn't matter. Yep. Yep. It's Psalms. So, so do you know what we're doing today? Uh, we're doing more Psalms. We are. That are most likely written by David. To Psalms. Again. Yes. Yes. And, they are uh, still supposedly written by David. The ones that we did yesterday were Psalms 9 through 11. Correct. And so that means that today we'd be doing... 12, 13, 14. Okay. All right. Um, well, I guess let's go ahead and get on into the Psalms. Let's read these fucking Psalms. Yeah, let's do it. Okie dokie. All right, let's get into these peace Psalms. Peace Psalms? Peace out. No, okay. peace Psalms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Oh, before we do that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, before we do that. Um, we did a small little um, survey, survey yeah. to find out what everybody's favorites are. And we're still um, hoping to get feedback on that. Yeah. Um, but so far, three out of three people agree that the 23rd Psalm is their favorite. We haven't been there yet. So, um, you know, spoilers. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that would be your mom and my mom and dad. Right. And we did have some uh, some feedback on Twitter as well, actually. Oh, yeah. Yeah, give me one second here. I'm trying to pull it up here as quickly as I can. Um, oh, you sent but, it to me earlier, too, yeah, that did, somebody did. had a couple that were good. Let's see. There was... Of course, our internet's not cooperating with us tonight, so who knows if I'm not going to actually be able to do this. What the hell? But uh, I know there was one. It was like Psalms... Um, Let me see if I can find the text. Yeah, because I sent you a text for it. Yeah, so. um, it was... Lucky Yimby said yeah. Psalm 133, and um, he said that there's some homoeroticism in there, and the way that everyone trips up trying to explain the quote-unquote godly meaning behind David's appreciation of oil slowly dripping off a man's beard and down his body. Yeah, that was good shit. Is, is a thing. Yeah. So I'm excited to get to that one. Right, right. And we had some more consensus about Psalm 23 from somebody. Mm-hmm. And then, um, let's see. Um, My dad sent a couple other ones. So let me see if I can find those as well. Just to kind of give us an idea of which ones to look out for. Right, let's right. See. I had somebody mention Psalm 130. Okay. So, okay. yeah. Dad, what did you say? And Psalm 35 was another one. Okay. So My dad said, um, in addition to 23, that 22 is pretty good, and 91 is right up there as well. Mm, okay. Okay. All right. So we got a plethora yep. of psalms to choose from. Yep, yep. So um, something that cracks me up is... So, um, for those who don't know, uh, we are atheists or some variation thereof, and my parents are like hardcore Christian, and somehow we try to maintain a relationship with them. Yeah. And it it's fun. 
where fun is not fun. And um, so I kind of, I asked my parents what their favorite psalm was without them knowing that we are doing this podcast. Right. And um, I didn't want to get into a discussion about that. They kind of know where we stand. We definitely know where they stand. So I don't want that discussion. Um, So my mom didn't just answer the question about which one was her favorite. She also let me know that she is really enjoying the Bible study that they're currently doing because they're reading through first and second Samuel and they're reading the corresponding Psalms that David wrote. (laughs) And I'm just trying to like bite my tongue and not laugh at my mom because or yell at her because yeah he, he didn't write them he didn't fucking write them they were clearly written several hundred years later right, right. several hundred years later yeah so but i i wanted to bring that up because that is why we're trying to read the bible yeah because we have people walking around saying stupid shit like that and these are the same people that are making laws that are taking away the rights of yeah. The rest of us. Right. So. Yeah. I just, I felt like it was important to explain. That's kind of the purpose of our whole project. Yeah. So. Just trying to read through it here. Yep. All right. We are on Psalm 12. Okay. Okay. Yep. And as usual, there's a little opening thing that's not one of the verses. It's an instruction, a super text, I believe they called it. Okay. For the director of music, according to Sheminith, a Psalm of David. Okay. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. Help, Lord, for the godly are no more. The faithful have vanished from among men. Everyone lies to his neighbor. Their flattering lips speak with deception. Mm. May the Lord cut off all flattering lips and every boastful tongue. Yeah, just rip it right out. Yeah. That says, we will triumph with our tongues. We own our lips. Who is our master? He doesn't like them duck slippers. Mm, No duck slippers for him. Mm Mm-hmm. Duck slippers is a reference to me being um, dyslexic yeah. and accidentally saying duck slippers instead of um, dick suckers. Right. Yeah. So just in case anybody missed that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because of the oppression of the weak and the groaning of the needy, I will now arise, says the Lord. I will protect them from those who malign them. And the words of the Lord are flawless, like silver refined on a fur- in a furnace of clay. Purified seven times. Oh, wow. Not eight. Not, yeah. Definitely seven not times. nine. But they like seven in the Bible. Seven, Six seven is not enough. That they really like. Yes, it is. So. Oh, Lord, you will keep us safe and protect us from such people forever. Mm. The wicked freely strut about when what is vile is honored among men. Unless, of course, you're making a bet with the devil. Yes. Then, then you'll completely destroy it, dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fuck it. Totally. Whatever. You'll kill all 10 right of his children. Yeah. Yeah. So that's Psalm 12. Yeah. Um, let's see what it's about. It's referred to as a prayer for help against the wicked. Mm-hmm. And it starts out, help, Lord, for the godly man ceaseth in the, um, oh, what's that one? The King James Version. Okay. Yeah. It's a psalm of lament, and its authorship is traditionally assigned to King David, which we already knew from the super text, but yeah. or supra text, whatever. Yep, yep. Um, as we know that 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 is not true. There is a cry for help amidst evil men, followed by an answer to the cry for help, which is that God will arise and defend the poor. Mm. So I guess He's going to rip them 
tongues right out. I don't believe it. And that never really happened. That exactly. never happened ever. Yeah. yeah. He helped kings sometimes, according to the Bible. Right. You know, but that was about the extent of his helping yeah. people. I didn't really hear him helping the poor a whole lot. No, because I was just going to say, well, there was that one old lady that got to have a baby. But no, that was Elijah. Yeah. I mean, honestly. Right. Or Elisha. One of those two. I can't remember exactly. I want to say it was Elijah. I don't remember. I just think his name is more fun to say. Yeah. So the theme of this psalm is man's sinful state. And like the two psalms before it, Uh the ones that went together and formed the acrostic. Which, by the way, we didn't mention it in the podcast the other day, but what that spelled out was the Hebrew alphabet. Right. Right. My apologies. I forgot to say that. Yeah, it, w- yeah. it didn't spell out a word down the side. It spelled out the Hebrew alphabet. Right. Right. So that's why it didn't always translate real well. Yeah. So um, anyway, like the two Psalms before it, Psalm 12 ends with an uncomplimentary statement about fallen men. Okay. So um, it says the wicked freely strut about. When what is vile is honored among men. So, you know, men suck. Sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah, men do suck. But I don't think that's what he was trying to say. Right. Yeah. So, okay, let's go on to Psalm 13. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. And here we've got another opening line for the director of music, a Psalm of David. Okay. How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I wrestle with my thoughts and every day have sorrow in my heart? How long will my enemy triumph over me? Look on me and answer, O Lord, my God. Give light to my eyes or I will sleep in death. My enemy will say, I have overcome him. And my foes will rejoice when I fall. So unless God talks to them, they're they're just going to give up, huh? Sure. Okay. But I trust in your unfailing love. My heart rejoices in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord, for he has been good to me. He's ignoring me, but he's been good to me. Well, he's only good to you if you if, if he responds to you. Right. Like, you're yeah. expecting a response. If you don't get a response, it sounds like you're just going to sleep and die. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think so, too. It doesn't sound very promising. So, Psalm 13 is a prayer for help in trouble. Mm-hmm. And it starts out, how long, O Lord? Right. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. And some claim this psalm was Composed by David when his son Absalom conspired against him. Oh, okay. So, you know, he was like, <laughs> my son don't like me. Sure, yeah. <laughs> Others feel that the psalm gives voice to feelings that arise in any of the many trials that a person undergoes in life. Okay. Okay, so it's I mean, like, it's a very vague psalm. So yeah, yeah. You could definitely, I guess, apply it to whatever you want. Sure. Um, the repetition of the words, how long? Um, yeah. Four times in this psalm resemble like cries, like ah, mm-hmm. and thus this poem, this psalm is sometimes referred to as the howling psalm. <laughs> How long howling? Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, I kind of like that. Yeah. All right, so Psalm fourteen. Okay. For the director of music of David. Mm. Okay. okay. Yeah. The fool says in his heart, "There is no God." You're a fool. No. You're a fool. No. This psalm says so. Fuck that psalm. They are corrupt. You're corrupt. No, I'm not. I'm not corrupt. Their deeds are vile. Hmm. I mean, they could be, I guess, but not your very poops, often. Your poops are vile. <laughs> <laughs> there is no one who does. Wait, what? There is no one who does good. My dyslexia uh, froze for a minute. Does God. Uh, do, no one does God is what I wanted to right, say. Right. Yeah. But there is yeah. no one who does good. 
The Lord looks down from heaven on the sons of men to see if there are any who understand, any who seek God. All have turned aside. They have together become corrupt. Mm. There is no one who does good, not even one. Not even one? Or does God. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Will evildoers never fucking learn? Those who devour my people as men eat bread and who do not call on the Lord? There they are, overwhelmed with dread, for God is present in the company of the righteous. You evildoers frustrate the plans of the poor, but the Lord is their refuge. Mm. Oh, that salvation for Israel would come out of Zion. When the Lord restores the fortunes of his people, let Jacob rejoice and Israel be glad. Isn't that mm-hmm. kind of redundant? Jacob and Israel are the same they thing? Are. Yeah, they okay. are. Right. They are. But it depends on if you're reading it as like the character who did a thing or sure. as the tribe um, who, you know, allegory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I so. got it. I got it. I don't know. It is weird that they would both be in the same sentence. Yeah. It's right? like they just want to be like, I know both names. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and then and then they threw in an extra Zion just for good right. measure. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I, I want to look that up and do a rabbit hole Q&A on Zion at some point because yeah. I'm not familiar with all of that stuff. Right. I feel like if you just chastise unholy people and, mm-hmm. and, chat and celebrate righteous people mm-hmm. say God a lot and maybe Israel or something and Zion mm-hmm. and you know David and praise God then you you just made a psalm yeah yeah and praise God right right yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely so Psalm 14 is about the folly and wickedness of men mm. and it starts out the fool hath said in his heart there is no God so again you're a fool yeah whatever so listen to this I thought this was interesting with minor differences it is nearly identical in content with Psalm uh, 53. Mm, yeah. Okay. So that'll be something to look out for. You, you said they called me a fool. I got called a dog today on, on Twitter. You did? Yeah. Did you? Yeah. Tell me about it. Why'd you get called a dog? Um, I, I forget. There was, so I, I forget what the exact context was, but it was, uh, hold on. I can find it here real quick. So. Was it meant um, to be funny? Or yeah, the, was the person it? Said, the person said, the Bible isn't for you. And I said, no. And why is that? He said, same reason is not for dogs. Oh damn! I'm like, oh, burn! Ah, you, you evil dog! Yeah, right. I'm like, what, what dude? They, they're like, you're such a fucking piece of shit. Get saved, motherfucker! Like that, that doesn't sell me. And he kept yelling at me for a little bit, and then he was like, "And clowns like you, and I'm just gonna mute you, and blah blah blah." And I'm like. I, I sent an emoji with like a, a single tear going down. I'm like, oh, <laughs> so sad. <laughs> I just, I don't ever understand the concept of, um, I'm gonna scream at you and cuss at you and call you names and tell you how disgusting and horrible you are. Would you like to go to church and get <laughs> right, saved? Right. Yeah. Like that. Well, no, no, no. We, you and I, mm-hmm. we're worse than the worst. Okay. Because we are like, we have never had God. And we we claim we'll never have we will never have God right? Right, right. There are some people who are former Christians. There's still some people that think that they can bring them back to the fold. Mm, mm. There's like levels of a- shittiness. Well, like there's levels of what you're deemed. Like if you do not bend at all, mm-hmm. they're like you're the shittiest, and you shall you just can't understand you. 
you have been banned from understanding so by they're not, God. They're not even trying to save us anymore. They're just no, like, nope, yeah. nope, you're going to hell. Don't worry about right, it. Right, yeah, there's no chance for us. Well, and then I'm like, so if I'm going to hell, don't worry about it. Why are you worrying about it? Right. Like, what are you here? What are you doing here, way, man? Like, what are you either doing? way, like, either you're trying to save my soul and you're going about it really wrong, or by your own words, I'm condemned to hell forever and ever, in which case, go you. Yay. You win. I lose. So go away. Apparently, something in Matthew lets him judge me, but I, I find that. You know, I mean, just in the book that we just got done reading, Job, mm-hmm. you know, God's like, you don't know what I would have said. You don't, you yeah. don't know my heart. Like, why are you speaking for me? Yeah. So I'm like, you probably don't want to do that, dude. You don't want to judge me because I need to fucking laminate. Place, really. I need to laminate that little section and right? whip it out of my pocket and mm-hmm. be like, hold on, hold on. Right. I got, I got to say something real quick. Yeah. All right. So Psalm 14, the folly and wickedness of men and there is no God and you're a fool. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it's um, nearly identical to Psalm 53. I thought you already covered all this. I, I did, but um, there were two more little oh, points. Oh, okay, okay. And I, I was you recapping get, to get to I where I was. I interrupted yeah. there. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So David is telling the audience that, guess what? It is foolish to not believe in God. Mm, did you okay. get that from I, it? Sure. Okay. And some verses of Psalm 14 are quoted in the book of Romans, which I believe I that's in the there. New Testament. I could be wrong. I don't. I don't, I don't know. fucking know. I could be wrong. I don't fucking know. What do I know? I mean, shit, man. We haven't got there yet, so right? why Spoilers. would we know? Here, let me. <laughs> right. Let me just take a real quick peek. Where are we at? Let's see. Let's see. That is in. Um. I think it's. I thought it was the. Uh, the Romans or the New Testament because. Something blah blah blah. Surely somebody's got us covered over here. Yeah, come on, guys. Hold on, I gotta go back over. Where the hell am I? There I am. Da 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 da. da. How great thou art! Yeah, How I don't great know. Thou... It is. It's New Testament. Boom. Okay. Perfect. It's Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, and motherfucking Romans. There we go. How about that? There we go. I knew some Bible today. There you go. Awesome. That makes me really happy, actually. And I was compared to a dog, so. Yeah. I guess that's 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 the way this day went. Yay! We got anything else today? That's pretty much it. These psalms, I mean, on the one hand, like they're kind of cool because they're just little poems and you know, whatever. Yeah. But then on the other hand, it's like they're kind of lame. Yeah, they. I mean, they are. I mean, I I don't want to be hurtful. They're cheesy. Yeah. You know, like they're in the simple. grand scheme of things, they're cheesy. They're kind of simple. Yeah. Well. I'm not like super big. They're thousands into of year old poems you know yeah whatever it's just i'm not i'm not super big into poetry in the first place so especially when they don't rhyme either either when they don't rhyme or like when they do rhyme but then you're using words like so how is the weather Mm. so happy together (laughs) so birds of a feather right like sure that is like fake rhyming that is like Whatever words will go here, ever, thether, mether, dether, going yeah. through the alphabet to rhyme. Like, I hate those kind. Yeah. I did like, um, what was her name? Is it Amanda Gorn? Mm. The um, poet laureate. Oh, yes, was, yes. Oh, my God. I think I think that was, I might be butchering her name. I can't remember exactly. No, I know exactly not, who you're talking about, but, uh, though. When at uh, Biden's. Yeah, um, at the inauguration. Inauguration. And yes. I've heard some other stuff by her. She's just She's amazing. amazing. She is an amazing poet. Yeah. 
And so I don't want to say like I'm against poetry altogether. There's obviously good stuff out there. She's amazing. Yeah. I, I could listen to her all day. She's very passionate and her stuff like sometimes rhymes and sometimes doesn't, but it like has such a great rhythm. I really yeah. like her stuff. Yeah, no, definitely. All right. Well, we have anything else to cover today? No, nah, I just wanted to ramble a bit. Yeah, I, I figured. Because these are short because Psalms. Right. So that's pretty much all we got then. So that's that all we got then. Psalms chapters 12 through 14. Correct. And tomorrow we'll be back with. Psalms 15, 16, and 17. Sounds great. We'll see you guys then. Okie dokie. Welcome to Sacrilegious Discourse. I'm husband. And I'm wife. Together we're reading the Bible for the very first time. We grew up without religion and wanted to know what all the fuss was about. Well, what have we learned so far? That God is a dick? And apparently some people believe in talking donkeys? We're not trying to pass ourselves off as experts. Nope, we're just reading the Bible for the first time and giving our first take reaction. If you'd like to join us in this venture, you might consider starting at episode one. Otherwise, jump in wherever you like. Alright, let's go read the Bible. Yeah, let's get to it. Husband! Wife! Do you know what we are doing today? Well, we're kind of going back to the beginning. We are the beginning. One might even call it the Genesis. The Genesis, the the day, the one day, day one. Well, there was like seven of them. But in the beginning, there was just the word. And and it was dark. And I he think. found it good until he did some other shit, and that was good too. Right, and he made light twice. He did. And good stuff. And there were two different creation stories. Yeah. And so they he made things out of order, depending on which one you go with. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, so we never did early on when we first did Genesis, we never did a contradictions episode. That is correct, my good sir. Which we've been doing for our other books. We have, we have. So here we are later on in our podcast. We're coming back to it. Mm-hmm. We're doing what? We are doing, um, well, I think we call them not contradictions, but you're always wrong. Nah, we're going to start that right in Genesis, huh? Mm-hmm. Okay. We are. So here's our contradictions episode for... Genesis. Yep. Okay, so we are doing our Genesis. Um, you're always wrong. But I mean, I can be right. Nope, you're never right. Please? Nope. Just this once? Not even a bit. Uh, but I am going to say a couple things before we get started. Just a couple? Yeah. Okay. Okay, for one thing... Um, the site that I use for these contradictions, there were 83 potential. Holy yeah, fuck. That's why it took me so long. And this is just within Genesis? Yeah, as compared to the rest of the Bible, you know. God. Not just contradicting itself, but contradicted against other books. Okay. Contradictions right. throughout. Got it. Know what I mean? Yeah. But we haven't read all the other books. Right, right. So that's what I'm saying. It started out with 83 and... Um, I narrowed them down to, I think, 24. I'm not going to scroll all the way down there. Okay. Anyway, like, about 25 questions. Got it. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Um, more than that, though, I, the questions that I skipped were not only the ones that come from books that we haven't read yet. Um, I also skipped ones that were like, how old was so-and-so when they entered this land? Were they right. 33 or 34? I don't fucking care. Right. Yeah. And... 
I could just as easily make that contradiction. Sure, sure. So I just, I don't know, I skipped kind of some of that. And then I skipped, there were a couple others that we had kind of mentioned at the time that were like, eh, I don't really feel like that's necessarily a contradiction so much as record keeping bullshit and you know who was so-and-so's dad was it this guy or that guy from these countries and i couldn't remember either of them so i knew that you wouldn't so obviously who cares right right so i'm just i'm letting it be known that there are other questions i narrowed it down to these 24 25 sure so yeah with that being said number one number one when was heaven created do you want multiple choices yeah okay it was either in the beginning or it was on the second day of creation which one uh i mean i'm gonna go with in the beginning right i mean obviously that's right you should stow sure stow go go stow it yeah um because genesis it one one chapter one verse one the very first sentence of the fucking bible right in the beginning god created the heaven and the earth right, right? Yeah. so you would think that that's the correct answer but guess what that's not it you're always wrong or it is it but it's also this it's also this because yeah. on the second day of creation um god said let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters and let it divide the waters from the waters and god made the firmament and divided the waters which were under the firmament <laughs> From the waters which were above the firmament, and it was so, and God called the firmament heaven. Yeah. And the evening and the morning were the second day. Okay. And that is also in Genesis chapter one, just a few verses later. Got it. So got fuck it. off. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Number two. Two. When did God divide light from darkness? Do you want some multiple choice? No, it was on day one and day four. <laughs> did you just look at my <laughs> no. list? Oh, you remember? I know that. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. You can't. You okay, have to okay. pick one. Okay, fine. It was day one. Okay, so yeah, on day one, um, still in Genesis chapter one here, um, God divided the light from the darkness, and He called the light day, and He called the darkness night, and the evening and the morning were the first day. Okay, yeah, got it. Yay! Mm-hmm. But also, you're always wrong, even though you try to make it not so because you guessed half <laughs> of the answers, but you're still wrong. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just making sure. Sure. Okay. God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night, because that's how science doesn't work, (laughs) to divide the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good, but it wasn't really. And the evening and the morning were the fourth day. Got it. Got it. Yes. Yes. It was both at once. Yeah. So I guess on that one, I'll... Okay. But not really. Oh, I no. I'm clipping that shit. Nope. <laughs> nope. That's why I mumbled it. So it makes a lousy clip. Number three. When were the stars made? I. Okay, wait. It, it makes me think of the movie Ghostbusters where she goes, is it a star? At the very beginning when, um, you know, Peter Vinkman is testing the subjects, trying to test for ESP and he yeah. shocks the guy. and Right, right. Yeah, he yeah, tells yeah, the girl, yeah. clear your mind. Yeah. And she's, yeah. I got it. Yeah, yeah. Is it a star? So when were they made? Fourth day? Well, you would think that because it does say that on the fourth day of creation after the earth was made, in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth in Genesis chapter or verse one. Shut up. Chapter one, verse one. Yeah. Okay. And he made the stars also and God set them in the firmament of the heaven and the evening and the morning were the fourth day. Right. Okay. 
Yeah. But also, you're always mm. wrong. Okay. Because it happened before the earth was made. Oh. Where wast thou when I laid the foundations of the earth, when the morning stars sang together? And that was just in chapter Job. Hmm. Yeah. But how does that mean that it was done before the earth was made? Because he laid the foundations of the earth and then the morning stars. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I, don't know that, I mean, that's not real clear. I don't yeah, think, that's not real whatever. clear. I probably shouldn't have included that, but I just wanted to because I really like the whole morning stars singing together. Sure. And I also like that we just read Job. Sure. Okay. So All right. It just felt good. Yeah. Okay. I got it. But yeah, I, w- I won't say that you were wrong on that one because it's a dumb question, but I certainly won't say that you were right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Number four, how many gods are there? Well, there's there's countless gods. Are there? There are. And, and even Yahweh technically has multiple gods because Elohim mm-hmm. and, yeah. you know, all that wonderful shit. Yeah. There are several gods. In the book of Genesis, God uses a plural pronoun to refer to himself, herself, itself, themselves, whatever, implying that there is more than one God up there. So, like, in Genesis, he says, and God said, let us make man in our image. And then further on in Genesis, and the Lord said, behold, that man has become as one of us to know good and evil. And then later on, he says, let us go down there and confound their language. So, yeah, um, the Old Testament God is a God of gods who is worshipped by other gods. So in Deuteronomy, we've got for the Lord, your God is God of gods and Lord of lords. Yeah. And also, he's better than the other gods. Of course he is. I mean, Yahweh, Elohim, whatever. Yeah. In Exodus, we've got, who is like unto thee, O Lord, among all the gods? Yeah. And also, now I know that the Lord is greater than all gods. And also, still in Exodus, thou shalt have no other gods before me. But this is, by the time we got to Exodus, though, this is when they were talking about other gods. Like, Mm -hmm. there's, like, these other gods that exist out there. Mm -hmm. And they were kind of, like, localized demigod type things. Yeah. But still. Sure. How many gods, you know? Right. No, There's lots a of bunch. Gods. There's a bunch. Yeah. The Hebrew God judges the other God. And there's all kinds of stuff about that. And he's a jealous God. He's oh, jealous he of other gods. Definitely is. So, I mean, there's all kinds. Oh, and if you give God glory, he'll go easy on you and all your other gods. Mm. You know? Okay. Yeah. And these are all like in the early parts of the Bible, except for the one that I just said is in First Samuel. So, even as far as. First Samuel, he was like talking about other gods. Wow. And in first. Oh, what happened? Well, this was our contradictions episode for Genesis, which we actually did so we could wrap up doing our standalone podcast that we have over for our sacrilegious discourse Genesis podcast that stands on its own. On its own? Yeah. So we have we're going to be doing separate podcasts for each book of the bible oh standalone over there yeah and we never did a contradictions episode for genesis so we're making up that here but to catch the full episode you're gonna have to go over to the sacrilegious discourse genesis podcast to catch that which i'll have links for in the show notes here so if you want to go to it it is free to listen to you just gotta head over to the link and go listen to it there over there over there not here not here Okay. Thanks, guys. Hey, wife, I guess that's the end. 
But husband, that's just sad. It doesn't have to be. We are on lots of social media platforms like Twitter. Our handle there is sacrilegious underscore D. For D's nuts. Oh my God. Stop doing that. Anyway, we're also on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest. There's a link to all of our social media sites at our website. Ooh, we have a website? Yeah, it's sacrilegiousdiscourse.com, where you can also find a link to our merch shop. We have a merch shop? Yep. We have podcast-themed clothing, mugs, notebooks, and more, as well as an atheist and science-themed products. Wow, our fans should really go check that out right now. Definitely. They can get in touch with us by sending an email to sacrilegiousdiscourse at gmail.com. But before they do that, we could really use some help. Oh, yeah? With what? Well, it's not free running the podcast, and we need some financial support in order to get better equipment, which will free up time so we can concentrate on our podcast and our fans. Okay, so what should they do? Head over to patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse and sign up as a contributor on our podcast. Supporters there receive additional bi-weekly episodes that we record just for our Patreon members for as little as $2 a month. Also, we'd really appreciate it if you would like and subscribe on whatever platform you're using. And Apple Podcast Reviews help us out tremendously. Like and subscribe. Leave an Apple review. Join us on Twitter. Support us on Patreon. That's a lot of instructions. Don't forget to say thanks. Thanks. Okay, bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.